How about you get a tattoo of yourself working out? Like, like get a tattoo of yourself. No, I'm gonna get your face done. <laughs> How about you get a tattoo of you uh, just like deadlifting a huge barbell, and my face is on either side. Like my face is the weight. All right. Right, Mike? This is 16 or 17? No, this 17. is episode 17. <laughs> uh, a good start of PlayStation Derailed. I'm your host slash co-host, Don Oliveira, East Coast Editor for PSC.com. With me as always, oh man, this this is just getting, I'm saying the same thing every episode. Uh, with me as always, Mike Heridans, Managing Editor for PSC.com. Say hello, Mike. Hello, Mike! Sorry. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. How's it going, OJ? Pretty good, pretty good. And uh, for the first time ever, we've got a super special guest. Joseph Fate. Joseph, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I am Joseph Fate. All right, great. That's Joseph Fate. Let's get into it, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you, Joseph? What do you do for PSE.com? Uh, I guess my official title is Marketing Specialist, which really has uh, nothing to do with what I do. Um, great. Basically, if you see a lot of the interviews with developers... My title is the on- same. Oh, is it really? <laughs> sorry, go. No, did you say your title's the same? My title... No, not, it's, I'm not Marketing Specialist, but that would be hilarious. But, um... We, ju- we like to make up our titles at PSC.com. I mean, Mike's managing editor, but he doesn't actually do anything. All he does is work out. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't fire me. Um, <laughs> sorry, Joseph. Sorry for cutting off. Go ahead. Uh, no, basically, like a lot of the interviews you see, like the one for Skull- uh, Skullgirls that just went up, uh, I'm the one who goes out and makes contacts for that. Um, I recently pretty much just uh, massacred the Twitter. Uh, if you see any personality there, that's me as well. Sweet. Cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, Joseph is an all-star. I was with him at PAX, uh, PAX East, uh, last weekend. And, uh, like all of five seconds, because you have terrible data roaming charges. Okay, well, look, <laughs> I told, I told, I told uh, Joseph that we can communicate via email and uh, Twitter, which is fine. Uh, I just couldn't be sending SMSs uh, back, back and forth. However, uh, 60,000 people in the same place ended up destroying whatever network I was connected to, and I wasn't able to ever check my email, uh, which sucked because this only happened like two hours after I told Joseph we were going to meet up again. But for that, sh- that brief time we were together, it was sweet, Joseph. I fell in love, and we played Borderlands together. Uh, we'll talk about that more after. But, uh, <laughs> then we interviewed uh, the art director, right? What was his name? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I have his card somewhere here, just in my massive stack of cards. He was Jeremy Cook. Hello, Jeremy Cook. I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, hello. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to Derail, Joseph. That's that's what happens here. Let's get into a lot of terrible British accents. Hey, hey, look, Mike's Mike's accent isn't terrible. All right, like Mike's authentic British. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into what games came out this week, ladies and gentlemen. Guess what? what? Joseph's going to be reviewing one of the games that came out this week. And uh, we actually got a chance to talk to... Well, he did. Uh, got a chance to talk to one of the developers at PAX. Right, am I right, Joseph? Uh, which, which game? Skullgirls! Oh, yeah. Um, no, that was an email interview. Great. But, yeah. Well, everything I just said is wrong, so fuck you. 
Skullgirls is coming out. Uh, Sour Patch Kids World World Gone Sour is a game about Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Great. Uh, the Pinball Arcade uh, it has PS3 and PS Vita cross connectivity, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess that means if you purchase it on Vita, you get it on PS3, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. Guess so too. Uh, Treasures of Montezuma Blitz. That's a PlayStation Vita game, and it's free to download. And then we got a PlayStation 2 classic, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3 FES, Fez. Um, Not to be confused with Fez, which also came out recently, and also not to be confused with the PlayStation portable version that's now on special for $20, I think. So if you have a Vita, I'm not sure. Uh, Wait, can you play PS2 games on your Vita? No, probably not, right? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not not owning a Vita, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I don't think so either. Do you know, Joseph? Uh, I have no idea. All right, well that's fine. So those games came out. Any anybody have anything to say about any of those games? Uh, to be honest, I've never, apart from Skullgirls, I haven't really heard of any of them at all. <laughs> and uh, Zen Pinball, that's it. Skullgirls yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, uh, Persona is really good. Uh, if you like Japanese RPGs that are super long, go go get that. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, yeah, if you have a PSP or a PlayStation Vita, you might want to consider Atlas is having this crazy sale. I think they're still it's still going on. They're calling it the re vitalizing sale or something like that with Vita in, in the title. Get it. Uh, and basically you can get Persona 3 for I think it was $20. I don't know. Really cheap. Sweet. Yeah, super sweet. Alright guys, we've got a lot of news this week. Uh, a lot of things happened. Um, packs happened. So, let's get into it. In no particular order. Uh, just the dates are all messed up for these, uh, the way I have them listed here. So, just roll with it. I'm sorry. Guess what? Sonic... The Hedgehog 4, Episode 2, has been dated for the U.S. It's coming out on May 15th. And uh, we had a chance to play it. Joseph, did you play Sonic at PAX? Yeah, it's, uh, did you? Yes, I did. I played through mm-hmm. both levels. I uh, don't remember what they were called. There was a snow level, and then there was that, that the traditional like jungle type thing. And um, I dug it. I mean, I don't know. Were you a fan of the first uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Episode 4? Uh, actually, I haven't played a Sonic game since the uh, Genesis. And I, I think these like feel super similar. I don't, I don't know why there's... Um, so much like dislike for these games i played the episode one and um i think okay i'm glad you liked it so that makes three of us that makes uh former podcast <laughs> alumni rob fez who was he admittedly he likes every sonic game no matter what it is um so you like it i liked it he liked it what people didn't like was that they had they, they had that homing mechanic where you would jump in the air and then just press jump again and they would he would sonic would kind of target an enemy and just like fly towards him and i thought that was really cool that it added a good pace to gameplay, gameplay I think. Um, second yeah, one... Yeah, that was added from um, Sonic Adventure that first right, appeared. Right. Um, second one is pretty different. Uh, they changed the art style um, slightly. Uh, I think they changed the graphics engine. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it's it just works. It's just, it works. It feels like Sonic. You move fast. That's Sonic, right? You move yeah, Taos is in this one, isn't he? Yeah, and it's uh, co-op, supported co-op. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, yeah like, um, the, the guy said that instead of like t- uh, Tails being like a shield, the, the two people are like, going to share a pool of lives, so Tails actually like matters. Yeah, Tails matters. Ma- <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 4, Episode 2 review, colon, Tails matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Zen Pinball 2 is heading to PS3 and Vita this spring. Zen Pinball 2, are any of you fans of Zen Pinball 1? I've never played it, sorry. Yeah, I, I don't really care for pinball. Uh, me neither. Pinball games is just not my jam, but a lot of some people care. I mean, 
Uh, it seems pretty popular on PSN. Anyway, right, there's the review for you. Uh, Zen Pinball 2, colon, some people care. Some people care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, PSN, unfortunately, Sony has discontinued Core. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Core is uh, an interactive digital magazine that often... Uh, what's her name? Veronica Belmont? Yeah. So it has Veronica Belmont on it, uh, usually interviewing developers, uh, going uh, behind the scenes, and giving us uh, pretty cool looks at certain games. Um, it's been going on for almost four years, and uh, now it's over. Uh, the last episode is free for PlayStation Plus members. I'm not sure how much it costs if you're not a PlayStation Plus member, but uh, it came out this April, and I think uh, Veronica Belmont's moving on to, to other things, so that might have something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, Core is done. Uh, Joseph, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if Core is a thing in the U.K., Mike, but uh, Joseph. Yeah, I, I think I think we get it. I've, I definitely know of it. I'm really surprised that it's ended. I mean, mm. I don't know. It seemed, I know it's quite popular. Yeah, I, w- I would have expected Pulse to end, but <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> Joseph, you, have you ever watched Core? Um, like I've seen some of it, but it doesn't like this doesn't surprise me that it's ending mostly because uh, the fact that it was like so it was it was PS Plus before it was PlayStation Plus. Like you would get into some betas early for subscribing to it. And oh right, stuff like right, that. yeah, yeah. And then when PS Plus came along, everyone who signed up for Plus got this for free. Yeah. So like it doesn't it doesn't seem like a surprise since it was basically Sony like producing something that that no one was paying for. Hmm. Mm. Um, you're right in saying that it was PS Plus before PS Plus. Just yeah, that's exactly what it was. However, with this last one, uh, what you're able to do is uh, some episodes of Core. You're able, you were able to download some games or themes or avatars or something. I don't. know. They would always include some type of small content. Like Joseph said, sometimes it'd be beta invites. Um, but this one, they the last one, it's a collection of all the mini games they've ever released for it. So it's 11 mini games. So whatever. I don't know. Download it for free for PlayStation Plus. If not, if you really want to check out the last episode, then buy it. It's a couple of dollars. I don't know. I know you could be subscribed to it. But, um, yeah, you'll get 11 minigames. I'm not sure how good they are, but the, the review headline would be like, core, 11 minigames in core. Colon, I'm just not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of recent shakeups at Shoney, so Shoney, Shoney. That's S-H-O-N-Y. Sony Boss, this headline from Mike Harridance himself. Sony Boss confirmed 10,000 job cuts. Whoa, Mike, this is is pretty pretty vicious. What happened here? Uh, It's basically part of a new strategy to get them out of the kind of financial pitfall that they're in. (laughs) A new strategy, just get the fuck out. That's our strategy. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a part of that is... um, they're cutting, um, unfortunately for the people involved, they're cutting 10,000 jobs uh, globally. So, obviously, I mean, let's face it, the loss of any jobs these days is, um, you know, it's hard to bear. But in this economic climate, it's, you know, it's, it's, I feel so, I really feel for the guys who have been affected by this, needless to say. But, you know, hopefully Sony are better dig themselves out. I mean, they, they've suffered a lot of um, consecutive um, annual um, losses and stuff. So they, they're not exactly in the best position, but um, I'm sure Kaz will get them out of it because he's just taken over of course he was um i think it was april 1st he took over as ceo something like that anyway yeah but that's pretty much the gist of it um i don't i don't mean to make jokes i mean these people lost their jobs if they have nowhere to go that's terrible um if they aren't being you know like shifted somewhere else or i don't know that's bad but however i think they've just literally lost that's That's a big number man yeah Salutations. However, it'd be hilarious if the headline read, Sony Boss confirms 10,000 job cuts, comma, uh, 10,000 new developers heading to uh, Team Ico to finish Last Guardian. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, does, does anyone else think it's super interesting that one of the new staples for Sony uh, for revenue going forward is gaming? What do you mean? That that, that when his uh, Horizon Kaz's new business layout was it was uh, cameras, uh, mobile, and gaming. Those were going to be like the three big pillars. Yeah, that, that's what Sony. The, yeah, on. that's what the focus, the um, main focus. They um with, with, with gaming, it was um obviously PS3, PS Vita, or PSN. They didn't mention PSP. Oh, funnily well, enough. <laughs> that's funny because, uh, I mean, if that wasn't a focus before, then I, I don't know what they changed. I mean, it's definitely interesting, but I mean, geez, as if the PS2 wasn't one of their main like pillars of revenue uh, last generation, that must have made them pff, like a boatload of money. I'd say six, about 16 boats, 16 boats full of money, <laughs> at least. I don't know. They're, they're also, um, I think this is, well, it's not really re- not related to gaming, but they're also um, trying to uh, stimulate their TV sales as well. Like branching out into other yeah, um, expanding markets because apparently that's been one of the um, major um, falls for them of alien TV sales. So they're going to try and give it a shot in the arm as well. Hmm. So Kaz has got a lot to do, needless to say. Yeah, and the first of that, uh, first of those things to do on the list is he said, "Hey, ten thousand employees gone. That sucks. How are we going to bounce back?" Announce a red slim PS3 coming to the UK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, admittedly, it's pretty nice. If you guys check it out, uh, we uh, Mike posted this article today. It has a picture of it uh, from Play.com, right? Um, yeah, Amazon. A- Amazon is sending it. Uh, I think from the 27th of April for okay. like 250, and Play.com are getting it on May the 4th for some reason. But I think it's like Weird. a 10 out cheaper or something. Weird, but anyway, it's yeah. uh beautiful. It's a 320 gigabyte PS3. I mean, I'm really pissed. Yeah. This is a UK only thing, because um, <laughs> it's really nice. Not that I need a new PS3, but ju- just like I'm not a sucker for red or anything, but it's just a really nice color. It's kind of like a metallic matte that doesn't make any sense at all. But it's like a it's matte. It's a sexy piece of kit. That's yeah, it's it. red <laughs> and it's red, yeah. and it comes with a red DualShock 320 gigs. You can't go wrong. Um, it's beautiful, beautiful, just beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of beautiful. I was going to transition into Michael Pachter. <laughs> Michael Pachter quote. <laughs> I don't think the man is beautiful at all. Let me just put that out there. But anyways, uh, Michael Pachter says that a PS3 and 360 price cut is likely for E3. Now, uh, I feel like this is said every year, that, you know, price cut coming for E3, but yeah, uh, this I... actually makes sense this time, I think. The, the PS3 has been at, uh, what, $300 for a while now, with some some models, like, sometimes going on special for 250 or something like that. Um but he says that uh, PS3 hardware sales should continue to lag those of Xbox 360, and we expect sales to trend downward by 10 to 20% monthly until Sony cuts prices once again, likely at E3. Uh, recent slowing of Xbox 360 hardware sales could cause Microsoft to consider a price cut by E3 as well. Uh, we do not expect an announcement of next-generation console from Microsoft until the Xbox 360 core model is priced below $200, which will likely happen around uh, this time next year. So, um, I mean, I would assume that Microsoft, if, if, like, he's right, I think that if they were going to announce a new console, that they would just, uh, you know, drop the price to the 360. Maybe they would do what they did last generation for Xbox and just <laughs> one day support it, the next day just everything just shut down. Just no more <laughs> Xbox, just all Xbox 360. But, uh what do you guys think? I mean, yeah, right. I I agree with you on that, Don. I mean, uh, if you look back, they traditionally, you know, when a new console's coming in, they always lower the price slot to get rid of the stocks and um, before they transition to the next 
um, generation of consoles in there. Um, it, it may, um, time, I think he said, did he say that they'd um, drop it by this time next year or something, the price? Yeah, about saying? this time next year. Yeah, right? that's that kind of ties in with when um, the year, uh, when the new consoles, console is expected, I think, because I think people were saying that the new um, the Xbox 720 or whatever the hell it's going to be is going to be out in late 2013. So they might, yeah, they probably drop the price of the um, 360 before that for a couple of months, clear all that out before they move on. Um, I don't know about PS3 though, to be honest. I mean, I don't know. Is you know, people are saying 2013, 2014 for PS4. I mean, we're definitely going to get another price drop, but I don't know. I, I think he's right on the 360, but I don't know, man. I'm not too sure about PS4. To uh, be I'm not sure about PS. <clears throat> PS3, you know, sorry. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure about. You know what? Because people are still waiting for the well. People still want that Vita price drop. I'm not sure if that Vita price drop is coming. Uh, yeah. Sony hasn't been speaking too much about how it's been doing recently uh, since launch in, in America and worldwide. Yeah, they, they, they didn't reveal the um, numbers for last month. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're sticking close to their guns for that. Uh, so I don't know if Sony's planning a price cut for Vita or PS3, but I'll tell you, one of them is coming. It has to. Either PS3 yeah. or Vita, there's a price cut coming for this year. I, and if I'd be damn shocked if it wasn't. Uh, I hope. I hope it's for the PS3. Um, just because I don't think the Vita needs it right now. The ju- judging by the way, well, <laughs> judging by I was gonna say judging by the way past handhelds have gone for Sony. Not that those have gone terribly well, <laughs> but uh, usually a price cut would come with like you know a, a model revision, so a Vita Slim yeah, or whatever. Not that again, I think. So then again, look at the 3DS though. I mean, look what right, happened with that. Right, yeah, right. There's that always was that like, chance. That was out the gate, just not doing well for that. Like, out the gate, that was just going nowhere. So they had to do something, and mm-hmm. they were smart to do so. And then, and then the yeah. Vita got announced, and they're like, okay, all right, <laughs> for reals now, we got to change something up. Um, yeah, Joseph, but to be it, sorry, uh, carry on, Joseph. It's okay. What do you think about uh, uh, PS3 360 price cut coming this year? Uh, yeah, why not? Um, I think. I think both will happen at E3. I don't think their Microsoft or Sony is going to announce the next console at E3, though. I believe yeah, you're. I, I remember reading an email once uh, <laughs> between some staffers, and and you said that Pactor is Pactor is. You said something along the lines of Pactor is right more than people give him credit for, right? Yeah, he he actually really is. Yeah, no, uh, I mean more than other analysts. I mean that's why he's famous, right? I mean he's still wrong most of the time. They all are, but he's right more than anybody else, I guess, which is cool. I mean that's why he's yeah. he likes he's outspoken. He likes to say crazy things sometimes, and you know who it's, doesn't? Yeah, this it's is podcast the fact that he, do, he does a lot of um, predictions. I think that's just why people rat on him a lot because he's always saying something about everything. But he is he does a lot of what he says does make sense. I and mean, I've done countless stories on him. And it's like hey, he said this. And he's right. And he's tied into the gaming industry. Mm. Uh, I mean, he, mm. he's, he's been on Game Trailers TV a lot or Bonus Round. Or no, sorry, Pack Attack or whatever. Pack it's Attack, been. yeah. Yeah, it's his own weekly show over yeah. at Game Trailers. So, I mean, he, he is tied into the industry, I guess, more so than a lot of other analysts who are just like, that's their job. And, you know, like they, they just look at numbers. But he, he knows what's going on. You know, he's he's yeah. invested. I, I know that in the past few years he's been playing games more and more. So, yeah, Pack is invested. Cool dude. I wish to meet him one day, see his ties. Uh, <laughs> the man has ties. Um, hmm. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So speaking of uh, sales, recent sales and stuff like that, Mass Effect Three, March 2012, MPD. Guess what, Mike? Mass Effect Three has topped U.S. sales charts for the month of March 2012. Is this a surprise? Oh, is it, Don? Oh, hey, right. Yeah, Mass Effect. It's a big game, you know. It's got that ending that they really want to change and stuff like that. <laughs> we can talk about that soon. But uh, yeah, so it's Mass Effect. For soft on the software side, it's Mass Effect, 
Uh, Resident Evil, Operation Raccoon City, I have no idea how that happened. MLB 12, <laughs> the show, which, by the way, by the way, we gave that a 3.5 on 10. I'm just going to remind listeners. Um, MLB 12, the show, NBA 2K12, SSX, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Mario Party 9, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Not a surprise to see that still up there. Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja. You reviewed that, right, Joseph? Yeah, uh, 8 out of 10. Oh, jeez. Holy fuck. You're fired. Yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, Major League Baseball 2K12. Hardware was Xbox 360 with 371,000 units. PlayStation 3 with 337,000 units. Uh, so lagging about 40,000, 35,000 units behind there. Uh, 3DS was 225,000 units, and Wii was 175,000 units. I'm so glad to see Wii uh, slowly dying. But um, Yeah, Wii is tapering off now, isn't it? I remember when it was yeah. just like you couldn't be beaten. Tides have changed now. Uh, I wanted to uh, ask uh, the reason why I brought up that uh, Naruto uh, Shippuden Ultimate Ninja review, uh, Joseph. Uh, admittedly, I didn't get a chance to read it. I'm sorry, but what'd you like about the game? Definitely, uh, I mean, it's like don't get me wrong, the game is really, really well done overall. Uh, so like the fighting is super fun and it's super easy to get into. You don't have to like no fighting games at all uh, to be able to enjoy it. It's super fast. Um, you, it feels like you're doing. A lot even though you're doing very little in terms of like inputs and stuff like that does it um have you played the dragon ball like tenkaichi games or i'm it's 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 kind of similar in that aspect that like there's all this like huge crazy shit going on all the time uh i i don't know if we're allowed to curse on this show i'm so glad i was about to point it out i'm so are you joking right now are you kidding? Have you, you heard, Don? You, you don't know if we're allowed to curse. I was about to point it out. I'm so glad that you you, you cursed because now I'm not alone. Uh, fuck yeah, you're allowed to curse. This is derailed. There's no rules, man. We can talk shit about Sony all we want. Not only Sony. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But yeah, we're the independent voice of PlayStation. Remember remember that. You know. So if Uncharted 4 comes out, we could give it a 2.5 if we want. We don't give a fuck. We're just trolling everything. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, we won't give Uncharted a, a 2.5. Please send us review copies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, you could curse Joseph. Don't worry about it. You were saying so. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff. But I know that I, I used to play the Tenkaichi games uh, when they came out, and then I, I stopped playing them for years. And then I played the most recent one. Not sure what it's called. Ultimate Battle. I don't know. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like these games just getting keep getting longer titles over. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was just they. They, I'm not going to say, I don't want to say dumbed it down, but they definitely brought it to a level where, like, I was seriously just pressing X and square. Like, Oh, yeah, I mean, but but you actually play fighting games, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, same here. I, I was just pressing square, 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 and literally, <laughs> like, reminds me of my Lollipop Chainsaw preview I'll talk about after, but just, the, I was destroying the world. Like, square. <laughs> Square, square, and I was turning this guy into mashed potatoes. Just cutscenes were happening, and I was just like, "What is? What's going on?" And I, I am not. I don't know. I, I'm, I maybe that's fun for single player and stuff. I have no idea how that would hold up for multiplayer. Um, oh no, it doesn't. Um, I played a couple rounds of multiplayer. Um, the, the there was no noticeable lag, so that was good for people who do want to play. Cool. But it really just turned into people like doing one tactic over and over again, and. Like there, there, there's not enough skill in the fighting system oh, uh, totally. to merit a multiplayer mode. I think I can see that. I can see that 100. Okay. Well, that's enough hating on. Uh, not hating, but you. I mean, you gave it an 8.5 or an 8.0, right? Yeah. So the Naruto game is pretty decent. Pretty good. Wait, actually, did, did I give it? An, I gave it an eight or seven. I don't remember. Remember. Uh, oh, but this, this is the first. It's a four on ten. Jesus, Joseph, you really fucked that one up, didn't you? What was that? <laughs> I'm saying you gave it a four on ten. 
Oh yeah. Um, I did get a my first comment. Uh, basically, a guy telling me that my review was wrong. Uh, oh yeah. Because that, that game's at least a nine. It's the first time that happened to me. I, oh. I felt like I made it as a reviewer. Oh, we uh, we love the comments we get here on PSU sometimes. Uh, <laughs> just like uh, okay, let's bring it up now. So um, at PAX. Right, me and Joseph, mm-hmm. were, Joseph and I were at PAX. We had the chance to play a lot of games. One of the games I played uh, was Mortal Kombat on the Vita, and I was really into it. I, I got to, uh, I got a, I was basically guided through the demo by Derek Kurtzik, uh, who is associate designer on the project at uh, Nether Realms. And um, one of the things that stood out to me was just how hard they were working on this Vita title, just how seriously they were taking it. Um, I mean, I what I, like, I, like I said in this news story, I, I, I wrote a headline, right? So. NetherRealm dev colon, I wanted to vomit at the Vita loading times. 30 frames per second, oh sorry, 60 frames per second was never an option. Uh, 60 frames per second was never an option. And what I meant by that was after playing for a while, uh, I realized how spiffy the loading times were on the, the uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Vita uh, the more, sorry, the Vita version of Mortal Kombat. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is, I'm just transitioning from mode to mode really quickly here. And I mentioned that. And then he went off and he said that he's played other Vita games. The specific quote is that I played a couple of other Vita games and I wanted to vomit at the loading times. And then he, he went on to say that we're running at 60 frames per second and that 30 frames per second was never an option. Uh, so th- this whole thing is just uh, what, what I took away from this was just that they want this to be the ultimate uh, version of Mortal Kombat. Just like the hands down the dominant version like this is. If you haven't played the console version before, then you're fine with just sticking with the Vita version because it's not it's not the the point that he wanted to make is they're not cutting corners. It's, sure, I mean the game doesn't look some of the models don't look as polished as they do on console, but still the game is running at 60 frames per second. There's more modes than on the consoles. There's all the DLC characters are included for free. There's more costumes. There's more challenge tower missions. There's just so much more. And the, the crazy part is the game just works the, the, on on that d-pad on that uh, button layout the game just really works in fact i'd go as far as to say as it works even better because some of the some of the finishing moves well actually all the uh, fatalities you can use the touch screen uh for them now i'm not a fan of touch controls for fighting games uh i'm just gonna say that right now however fatalities that's when you've already won the match uh when you're doing a fatality you've already won the match so it's totally fine that you know, you could just use the touchscreen and make input super way easier just because the match is already yours. And one of the most frustrating things about Mortal Kombat for me is that half the time when you want to pull off a fatality, you know, you have to remember this button combo. Okay, back, back, forward, down, uh, triangle or something like that. And you end up messing up half the time. It just gets frustrating. Uh, but on the Vita, they make it super simple. Just remember the... Uh, the the swipes basically it could be uh, down, down, left, right. You have a bigger uh, window of time to basically uh, input the, these commands, and it just works. It just w- w- I, I didn't know. Uh, I don't remember which character I was using. I think I was using Scorpion or something like that. And he was just he just told me flat out, do go down, down, left, right. Um, I did it on the screen, and and I just swiped my fingers, and it worked right away. He did his fatality, and I was like, oh boy, that's just that's just so much better than on the consoles, just messing that stuff up. So. Yeah, I got kind of uh, derailed there. So I wrote that headline, and like Joseph was saying, you know, some people commenting, and seven comments after that were just people ripping on the headline, saying that it was misleading and that, uh, oh, PSU, that, let me read this this specific comment from uh, Kevin JCT. PSU, fix your stupid headline. I'm a big fan of the site, but stuff like this gets me pissed. You don't need misleading headlines to get people to read. I don't, this was never meant to be a misleading headline. I, what I wrote is that, uh, 
the Never Nether Realm dev said that he wanted to vomit at Vita loading times, which is true. But I didn't understand that people where they were taking this wrong was the 60 frames per second second was never an option. Um, now, after speaking to Joseph and Mike about this, uh, we realized that maybe having 60 frames per second in the headline was kind of misleading in in the sense that uh, you can take that as 60 frames per second was never an option because they, they couldn't do that. But that's not what I meant. I meant that they it was never an option to not have the game at 60 frames per second. So after going back and forth, we changed the headline uh, from 60 to 30. So now it makes more sense. And, and, and I mean, Joseph pointed it out. I, I had never thought of it before uh, and the way other people were taking it. But 30 frames per second was never an option. Uh, that makes more sense, I guess, right? Would you guys, would you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but anyway, what do you think of, I mean, like how Joseph was saying, some comments can just go to shit. I mean, this is the internet, but people got pretty, pretty uh, pissed off. I mean, I, I don't think that the headline was misleading. If you read the article, then you'll know that I'm just super stoked in the game, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I think it has, uh, has to do with the fact that the because a Mortal Kombat uh, dev, NetherRealm guy said it, that, they, that people assume that they have to be talking about Mortal Kombat. Um, I don't think. I, I really don't think the the headline's misleading unless you walk into an article with that assumption. All right. Well, what what were you saying? What did they say on your review, Joseph? Like, what did they point out? No. Well, uh, I think. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I gave it a seven, and the guy's like, "Oh, this game's obviously a nine. People, fans, fans are gonna love this game. Absolutely." I'm like, I'm not reviewing this game for fans. Like, if I was reviewing a game for the fans of that series, I would give every game a ten because they're gonna love it. Hmm. Yeah, so you have to be objective at the end of the day. That's what you're doing. You're just reviewing it for what it is. Simple as that, and not for anyone else. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just your. At the end of the day, it's all about opinions. You know, someone, everyone's bound to disagree or agree with you or whatever. It's just the way it is. You know. Mm. Yeah, and that's why I was so proud everyone. that I think, uh, I think the next guy under under him was like, no, you have to be objective about this. Like, and he pretty much, I I pretty much said exactly what he had typed word for word. Right. Um. I mean, yeah, it, exactly. Um, but the the thing is though is you you see people that are like oh this headline is misleading, that really that means that they care for the site and that's uh, that's one thing that you can't like get um like get upset about is because if they're taking the time to comment about that that right. means that the site is important to them. Right, right, and again, it never Which meant. Is why it's, yeah, it's that's why it's important we address it as well, like we, Don's done. Yeah, we understand we understand you know spinning headlines and stuff like that uh we do talk about that sometimes we look down on other sites for doing that we don't do that at psu and i mean sure it's great to get hits and stuff like that and of course we're going to sound biased by saying we don't do that at psu but uh, at the end of the day my intention with that article it was just to, to open your eyes like the, the headlines make you see like okay he's clearly he's clearly taking the nether realm is clear nether realm sorry is clearly taking the vita version of mortal kombat seriously um whatever just I'm not upset about it. I'm glad people pointed it out. I just, I just wish that so many people uh, read that in the same way I intended it to be read. But whatever, it should be fixed now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that Let's was move on. That was uh, we got a little bit derailed there. <laughs> huh. So uh, I'm just gonna go into it, Mike. We've got three Resident Evil stories lined <laughs> up here. Are you ready? <laughs> Deep breath. Yeah. All right, Mike. I'm a sh- <laughs> Let's start with Resident Evil Six. Will last roughly 30 hours. Um, how does that make sense? And, and for I mean, past Resident Evil games, they've been what? Maybe 15 hours, right? Is that wrong? 20 hours uh, max. A bit less actually. Um, oh, okay. Cobra- yeah, Cobronica was um one of the longest games, and I think right. um, Resident Evil Four was pretty long. Yeah, uh, I was thinking yeah, Resident Evil Four. 
Yeah, and uh, that took me like 20 hours or something the first time. But yeah, um, Resident Evil 6, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's actually got three different campaigns. You've got Leon, you've got Chris, and you've got Jake, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit more detail with the next couple of articles. But they're each um, each of the um, uh, campaigns are going to be rough, a little bit shorter than Resident Evil 5, which is one whole campaign. But added together, they give you it will pack around 30 hours of gameplay, which is obviously a lot more than Resident Evil 5. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to be one of the meatiest games. I think... Um, I think really people usually say, you know, if they chuck around like 30 hours, realistically, people say take um, five, sometimes 10 hours off that mark for some reason. But I like to think it will last for that long. But either way, it sounds like we're getting quite a um, good package. I mean, it's um, I, I really want um, some people don't really like that kind of um, length in an action adventure game. They like it a little bit more concise. But I I don't mind it. I like a longer game. Actually, I, I love Co-Veronica. I love four because it was longer. It was a nice change. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. I don't know about you guys. Um, okay, let's be honest. They say 30 hours, roughly 30 hours. I'm going to take that as in 10 hours per campaign, right? Now, I'm going to yeah. take that one step further and say it's probably 8 hours per, like, per campaign. That makes that makes more sense. Cause, I mean, yeah, like I said, you usually remove about five, anywhere yeah. between 5 to 10 hours off yeah. what they say. So, yeah, probably about 24 hours in maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, we've expressed our views on uh, Resident Evil 6 uh, in the past on this podcast, but look. Just a bit. <laughs> if I'm not going to lie, I'm into uh, – I, I, I like the fact that they're going back to the multiple campaigns thing just like uh, Resident Evil 2, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I'm really into that, like seeing different sides of the story. 3, I don't know. I don't know how that would – I don't know if – I mean they'd be different enough. I doubt – just it's the cynic in me just saying that. I doubt that these campaigns would be different enough to make me want to play through all three. But hey, um, if I'm wrong, if you're, talk, if you're talking about gameplay, Don, I, um, I think it's um, what they're doing is uh, Leon's is going to be the more traditional, slower-paced survival horror game. Uh, Chris's, Chris's is going to be like an all-out action affair, like four and five, and Jake's is going to be uh, well, I haven't actually revealed it properly, but it's pretty obvious it's going to be kind of like a melee-based um, campaign because if you watch the first trailer he's literally beating right. the crap out of zombies and stuff and are they going um, through do you know if they're going through the same environments at all or are they uh, no i think leon's is in uh, uh tall oaks or something that city that's like uh, they say is uh, has draws parallels between uh with wrecking city um chris's is in um a fictional city in china and jake's i think is in the middle east and but we do know they eventually uh all meet up okay yeah so there we go Okay. Uh, what else? Yeah. What else we got, man? Well, Mike, uh, a new—they—they've announced the release date, a new release date for Resident Evil Six, as well as they—they they released hmm. a pretty uh, what you would call spoiler-heavy trailer, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. The game is coming out on October second, apparently in North America, right? Uh, yeah, and, and and Europe, yeah. Worldwide release. The game was previously slated for a worldwide release on November twentieth, uh, yeah. so that got pushed back uh, by about two weeks. That's fine. Um, so, Mike. Why yeah. is this trailer spoiler heavy? Should we go into it or? Yeah, it's it, well they released an official trailer. People, you know, if, if you don't want to know, guys, then don't listen for the next I don't know a couple of minutes. But right. yeah, basically they've confirmed now that um, uh, the uh, guy with the buzz cut mercenary, as I said, Jake. Um, I think it's Jake um, Muller or something like that. His name is. He's actually the um, son of Albert Wesker. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Wesker is like the main bad guy or was. Uh, now, when you say they, son, you mean clone or did he have um, sex with women? <laughs> they didn't actually elaborate. They just said, um, um, the, uh, one of the characters in the trailer um, said that he, uh, the exact words, you'll be son, I think she said. Yeah, so it's um, presumably Wesker 
um, had a bit of Humpty Dumpty somewhere What you're saying is Resident Evil 6 is going <laughs> to open up with Jake Muller or whatever uh, standing near, uh, oh, what'd you call it? Uh, Raccoon City or whatever? Uh, Raccoon City, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what's what, Oak Tree, Oak Town, what'd you say? What's the new town Tall, called? Tall Oaks, Tall oh, Oaks is the new, um, the new city in Resident Evil 4, yeah. Resident Evil 6, alright. Sorry, Resident Evil 6, how Resident Evil 4? So just got to <laughs> okay. on the brain there. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, he's going to be jo- Jake's going to be joined by um, a female companion who has been revealed as uh, Sherry Birkin. Now, for those of you who have cool. played the series, you should recognise Sherry from Resident Evil Two. She was a little girl who was featured in Claire's um, scenario, and she's the uh, daughter of William Birkin, who produced the um, G virus for Umbrella. And also and, into a freak. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the bo- many bosses you fight in the game, and it's kind of cool that they've done that because um, it's kind of like they're kind of like the sort of perpetuating the whole next generation thing with Wesker and Birkin because uh, Albert Wesker and William Birkin were work colleagues at the uh, training facility in uh, in Raccoon Forest, and um, they were, I suppose you could say they were friends. And um, of course, now we've got um, Sherry, William's daughter, and we've got Wesker's son working together. So I kind of like how they've done that. Um, I don't know how it's going to pan out in terms of gameplay, but like I said, it's probably going to be melee-based combat, although I can't really see Sherry doing drop kicks and stuff, but whatever. Um, uh, the other <laughs> character... Don't pass back at Capcom. <laughs> Never know, man. The... Yeah, man. Uh, the other character is um, Ada Wong. I think everyone knows who Ada is. She was in Resident Evil 2 and 4. Um, she's uh, Chris is pissed at Ada, because uh, Leon and him fight over her, apparently. He's like, you know... <laughs> We need her, and he's like, "Are you crazy? She's the cause of all of this." Chris <laughs> 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 is totally owning Liam with his melon-sized muscles and everything. Uh, but yeah, um, it sounds pretty from a, a narrative point of view. I'm not going to lie; I'm quite excited by it. I just hope they don't screw it up. That's so, all. Although um, I thought, I think it's a shame that Claire's not in it, or at least we don't know. Um, as far as we know, she's not in it because you know she hasn't been featured for a long time. But yeah, that's my opinion. I don't know about you guys. You got anything to add on it? Compared to you, Mike, hell no. Mike, Mike Harrington, in case it isn't completely obvious, completely obvious, is our resident Resident Evil uh, encyclopedia. It's good having him here. Uh, he's he's king of all survival horror. I mean, I like survival horror, but I don't think I could touch Mike. Uh, I know I played those uh, those older Resident Evils quite a bit, but he puts me to shame. I love survival horror games, though. What about you, Joseph? What's your alignment with survival horror? Um, I mean, this is, this is my first time playing through the Silent Hill games on the HD collection. Um, I, I love I love Code Veronica. I thought that was a fantastic game. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you remember that terrible Resident Evil um, light gun game on the PS2, Dead Aim? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's actually um, one of the only Resident Evil games I've never played before. Okay. I'm just saying that game's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the uh, survive the uh, Survivor series were uh, yeah. Resident Evil has turned out a couple of um, bad games, but Survivor games weren't very good. You know, I was really hoping that Operation Raccoon City would be a lot like um, Outbreak. Um, oh, you and me and everyone else, man. Yeah. Every I think everyone wanted that to be honest because they had enough um, they had enough um, assets left over from the first two Outbreak games to make a third game. It's pretty much well known amongst the community, and they um. Oh yeah, they disappointed a lot of people by moving in that direction. That would have been really would've cool. been, It would have been great. It really could have worked. They could have had a proper online heavy yeah. game instead of a, kind of like the broke the half assed attempt they did on PS2. I mean, the original Outbreak didn't even have online in Europe mm. at all. Oh, wow. So that sucks. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but there we go. Okay, Mike. One more thing. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. You're a <laughs> huge me. freaking Resident Evil fan. Like, just massive, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I know you, you're probably going to buy Resident Evil 6. I mean, maybe you'll, you'll get a review copy or something. Oh, I, oh, I, I, can, I can say now, unless someone else really wants to do it, I will be reviewing Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, then it looks like you'll have to review it and purchase their premium edition separately. <laughs> For uh, Mike, how much? Uh, how much? How much would you spend? Let's say so. Collector's editions, right, Mike? How would you? How much would you spend on a collector's edition of Resident Evil? Oh 2? well done. I would spend. I would spend no more than one thousand three hundred. <laughs> so okay, one thousand three hundred dollars. Well, Mike, Capcom heard your plea, and they are making a one thousand three hundred dollar premium edition of Resident Evil Six just for you, Mike. So for those five or six Michael Harridances out there, uh, I guess. I guess Capcom will make like a good 10 G's back for this. I don't know. How many people... Okay, so I should probably get into it. Um, they're only going to release this in Japan, right? So yeah, limited it, edition. Yeah. Limited edition in Japan for the PlayStation 3 and uh, Xbox 360. And now, I still don't have any idea. They're, they say they're going to release four tablet case covers, which I don't really know what that is. But uh, they're, the, 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 the bread and butter of this is there's a Leon S. Kennedy jacket. So his leather jacket, available in small, medium, and large, uh, an extra large, is going to be included in this. Now, first, I have two questions. Mike, what are the tablet cases? I think it's basically just um, custom cases uh, for the game that represent each of the playable characters, as far as I know. It wasn't, to be honest, the, um, there isn't really a great deal of information on what it is. It's just pretty much as I wrote it, because it's kind of like bare at the moment. Okay, so hold but on. They've got, they got four, which is weird, because there's only three characters announced. So I'm, I'm guessing there's a fourth playable character in the game, or a bonus character or something. Ada Wong. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it could be either. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, but that, that's that's all we know at the moment. Um, okay. So if these are covers for your game, what you're gonna open up the premium edition and have like four options to put the game? I, I'm not asking. Anymore. Yeah, like I said, it's it's very vague. I'm not I'm not really quite sure what's going on there. Yeah, but all second, I know is they. Yeah, carry on. Second, how are they going to? Uh, is this the premium edition small? Premium edition medium, premium edition large, <laughs> and premium edition extra large. How the, like what? Is it random? Do you do you buy these? <laughs> this is premium. A thousand three hundred dollars. Go home. Oh fuck! It's a small. I'm going back to the <laughs> store. Two thousand six hundred dollars later. Oh damn! It's a large. Like how do you? How do you? How does that? I don't know. They'll probably. I'm guessing you just. Put, I'm guess. Yeah, I'm guessing they just. You know, when you pre-order it, you can just select the size or something. I don't know. Something like that. I imagine so. You, you think that this would be like an online only thing from like the Capcom store, and yeah. then you just select your size there. Worldwide. Yeah, it's yeah, it's from yeah. It, as Joseph says, it's from um, eCapcom, their official store. Oh, so it's online. Okay, yeah. that makes a yeah. lot more sense. But why yeah, is it just, why is it just Japan only then? I have no idea. I imagine they I imagine they're going to be releasing something out of here more than just the um mercenary map packs that they got for America. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there will be something. I mean, I, as far as when it comes to Resident Evil, Japan usually gets a lot of cool shit that, that we don't um, get. I mean, they have lots of different packages and all these cool, you know, replica guns and all this other stuff over there and clothes. But I, I, I would I would be very surprised if they don't release something else over here. I'm sure there's going to be like one of those massive collector's editions or whatever. Great, so uh, they're getting a leather jacket, a thousand three hundred dollar leather jacket. We're gonna get some uh, multiplayer skins that are included on the yeah. disc, and um, <laughs> maybe some uh, behind-the-scenes DVD, and uh, maybe a soundtrack. Great, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> okay, that's enough Resident Evil. <clears throat> Speaking of the Land of the Rising Sun, 
I have no yep. idea. I was just yes, Demon Souls is made by Japanese uh, developers, I guess. From Software <laughs> yeah. has announced that Demon Souls uh, servers are being shut down. Now, this is Demon Souls. Uh, this has happened. I, I feel like I've read this story four times in the past like three years. Um, so, are they legit finally shutting down Demon Souls servers? Uh, apparently so. Yeah. Oh, Tim wrote this right. Sorry, I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, from what I understand, uh, they extended this two or three times. Joseph, I don't know if you can clarify. Uh, they've wanted to shut down Demon Souls servers in the past, but uh, due to fans' uh, support and like outcries for them to keep it running, people still play Demon Souls. They, they kept it running for, I th- it's probably about two years now, uh, two more years than originally planned. This isn't Dark Souls. This is Demon's Souls. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, Souls game. Um, so it's happening. Sorry. Let's see. When it, did they announce? No, they don't know when it's happening. Um, what was it? Because when when it first came out, like um, like right after it came out, like I was seeing news stories that oh, that was like oh, we're extending, sending the release or the the servers. Right. I'm like, because when it first came out, and after that wave of news hit, it sounded like they really were only intending to keep the servers on for like six months or so. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember it too. And then they extended it several times. Yeah. Obviously, because I think it, it was a slow, Demon Souls was a slow burner. I think it, you know, really generated a lot of um, attention, like it, in the following year it came out. It did. I mean, a lot of people yeah. really liked that game, and uh, a lot of people yes. even liked the sequel even more, Dark Souls. So much yeah. so that developer Deck Thirteen has announced that their new game, Project RPG, has been inspired <laughs> by Dark Souls. And get this, Batman. So yeah. <laughs> This, this, like I was telling Mike uh, off, uh, off record, I, re- I, re- I read his headline, and I was in Boston. I was, at, I was, in, I was in Boston uh, at the hotel at night, and I was checking out our site, um, checking out the new news uh, articles that went up. And I saw this headline, Project RPG announced, inspired by Dark Souls and Batman. <laughs> All right, great. I take three things from this. Uh, the game is called Project RPG, so already there, I am on board. What is happening there? I don't know. It's inspired by Dark Souls and Batman, as if it couldn't be more of an opposite, you know, type type image in my head. And also, the third thing I take away is uh, developer Deck 13 is not my favorite developer ever. I have no idea what they've done before, but this is just all oh, okay. They made uh, Witcher 2, right? No, that's uh, a that's the, CD project, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's, I think it's the guy. It's like a former associate producer of The Witcher Two, who's uh, in a okay. project, something like that. He, he was he was involved in The Witcher Two. Okay, it's by City Interactive. All right, well, yeah. uh, Project RPG. Hmm. Apparently, the game is set a thousand years after the death of a giant god. Yeah. With its corpse forming a mountain that divides the world into two. Each side boasts its own distinct philosophy, and players are encouraged to pick a side early on in the game. That is verbatim Mike Herodin's beautiful writing. Um, <laughs> that sounds yeah, there, insane. There wasn't a, yeah, there wasn't really a lot to go on there. It's kind of hard to flesh that out. But yeah, it sounds, sounds intriguing, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, there was some artwork released. Um, I didn't actually uh, post that. I shouldn't. I can actually get some decent quality shots of it. But it looks pretty cool, actually. Very dark. Very, I think it's... I, I correct me if I remember. I think it's described as some sort of dark fantasy game. I'm not sure. I think that might have been an, that might have been another one because there was this other, another yeah another uh, new RPG that was announced not too long ago. I think I'm getting mixed up with that. But yeah, it looks pretty good. It does look pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it's. Um, is there a release date there? Is it? Uh, don't think so. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah. Gone. Okay, well, yeah, it's coming. It's um got to be a long way off then probably. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking of new games being announced and stuff like that, uh, yep. Crisis 3, it's apparently a thing now. 
Um, developer Crytek has confirmed that Crisis, the- Crisis 3, surprise, surprise, is indeed a thing. It's a, a video thing. game. And more info is due out next week. So they'll probably have uh, some type of giant explosion of news online, and you'll see every website talk about Crisis 3 next week for a brief speaking, period. Speaking of uh, news that's coming out next week about announcements, mm-hmm. you've uh, got that uh, God of War 4? What's going right. on with that? Right. Uh, so uh, oh, Sony yeah. has, a, via their official PlayStation Facebook page, they posted an image teasing an announcement for Thursday, April 19th, which is next Thursday. And all it is is some... It's text. Will vengeance bring redemption? Uh, question mark. Um, and the only reason, I mean, so there's vengeance, redemption. Sounds like uh, five out of two of the sorry, two of the five words in Kratos' vocabulary. Um, <laughs> so that's why people people are pointing to this being a God of War thing. And also, it's on it's it's, it's on like some type of looks like it's written on some type of I don't know golden paper and it's tattered and torn and. Uh, just like matches the art style of God of War three and stuff like that, or the God of War game. So I don't know. Um, it's there's another. There's sorry. Another, sorry, I was just going to say there's another bit of evidence of people have um, turned up as well. They've um, apparently before um, a URL of that uh, the image that you just mentioned is got um, G O W in the title, aka God of War. So that's what? why a lot of people are hinting towards God of War. Yeah, it's got G O W in it. I think uh, Eurogamer spotted that, or they picked up on that. So um, that's, that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much why um, everyone's reckon, uh, figuring it for God of War Four. Apart, apart from the fact that God of War Four has been teased now for what, like, past twelve yeah. months or something. Good job, Sony. Keep, what a great secret! <laughs> but it's amazing, amazing on um, <laughs> dot G O W. Oh God. Anyways, okay, so it's God of War Four. What do you guys think about that? Um. I've only played God of War three for the record, but I really, uh, yeah, I know I'm horribly behind, but um, I really, really like, I really like the game. Um, I, because of my limited experience, I mean, I'm probably not suffering from God of War fatigue like some people are from what I've been reading. But you know, I've only played one. I'd love to play another one. That's all I can really say on it. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know, man. I've played enough God of War. It's just I, I'd like it. I mean, I, I like God of War. I'm not, I'm not a hater on anything. In fact, I platinum all five God of Wars out there. So that's <laughs> one, two, three, and both PSP ones that release on uh, uh, PS3. But um, I'm a fan. I, uh, I could go for some more in a while, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Right now, I'd rather they work on something new. Sony Santa Monica. But whatever, there's yeah. other developers working on uh, new stuff, like Grasshopper. They've recently announced that they're working on Killer is Dead, uh, which is not a sequel to Killer 7. However, uh, I mean, all their games are about assassins, right? So, I guess. Yeah, uh, Koichi Suda, aka Suda51, is working on a new game. This is not Lollipop Chainsaw, uh, which is also working on now, getting released on June 12th, I believe. Uh, 12th and 15th in North America and Europe, respectively. But, um... It shares similarity. Okay, so it shares similarities to No More Heroes and to uh, Grasshopper's Killer Seven, but it's not. It's not. A, it's not a sequel to any, any of those games. All I've seen was a screenshot, Mike. Not a screenshot. Sorry, concept art, which basically looked like a businessman holding a katana. Is that right? Yeah, that's all. They've released a couple of art shots, but that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. It's um, not due out till next year, so it's um, probably still in the early stages of development. And, and like Mike said, according to Suda, Killer is Dead weaves a tale of love, life, and death, with gamers controlling a professional killer known as the Executioner. Yep. Great. 
So uh, look more look for more info on that uh, soon. Uh, it's getting released worldwide uh, in 2013. Yep. Uh, next week we're talking about more stuff coming next week, right? Like the God of War announcement and stuff like that. Uh, also coming next week is Pinball Arcade to the PS3 and Vita. Uh, it's cross, like we were saying, that's cross uh, compatible, right? So you buy it on one, you get it on the other. Am I wrong? Um, might be wrong. <laughs> might be wrong. Oh no! So you can buy the game on and any DLC tables. Oh, sorry, you can buy the game and any DLC, and once you own it on one, you own it on the other two. So yeah, I like that. I like how they're doing the whole PS3 and PS Vita uh, cross-connectivity for games. It's nice. Yeah, that's cool, man. They want to keep driving that feature. Yeah, it's supposed to sport rear touchscreen controls, and it'll run at 60 frames per second. Uh, remind me not to write a headline about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joseph, you got anything to add for uh, those that you mean Vita? No, pinball? I mean, I, I think the... <laughs> I know you love the, it. If you buy, if there is two versions of that game and you buy it on one, I think you, uh, well, if you buy the PS3 one specifically uh, for console games, um, you absolutely should get it on both. I think, I, th- I think if Sony doesn't try and sell that feature uh, as hard as they can, then they're kind of not, not doing themselves a good favor. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But then again, like it wouldn't be the first time that Sony doesn't know how to market something. So. <laughs> Ouch. Well. Um... Yeah, I mean, uh, it's nice for DLC. I mean, it should happen all the time with DLC, like how Capcom's doing it with uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken and stuff like that. Car- costume's nice, but it's even nicer when they do the full game. Um, but that's that's up to them, right? Because, I mean... Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, but I don't know. So, anyway, Mike. Yeah. You played Bio... You, you played Bio... You played Mass Effect 3, right? You enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You gave it a 9.5, right? 5, yes. That's, I did, a, yes. that's a phenomenal score. However, a lot of people took issue with the ending of Mass Effect 3, right, Mike? We spoke about this previously. Yeah, apparently they did, yeah. Now, that's what I heard. Mike, you were <laughs> wrong. Your review was wrong. I'm sorry. Your opinion is wrong. It shouldn't have been a 9.5 because you were clearly wrong. Fans were right. The ending was wrong. You want to know why? Why? Bioware has announced that Mass Effect 3 will be receiving the extended cut DLC, fixing the ending. So, Mike, we're deleting your review from PSU. You are <laughs> wrong. Your review is wrong. I don't know about this. I uh, I don't like this one bit. Uh, admittedly, I haven't played um, Mass Effect 3 yet. I haven't finished it. And uh, I don't know. I think I think you should stick to your guns and just, look, that was the ending. I don't care what happened. Um I mean, I, I picture this this going on in 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 in, team, in the dev studio. Basically, yeah. Like uh, I was speaking to my friend about this, and um, so it's probably the writer, right? Or the writer and the design team were like, no, 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 we've got to stick to the ending. And it's probably the suits <laughs> in the meeting that said, yeah, well, uh, look at this backlash. Amazon is taking uh, is basically taking uh, returns. So uh, yeah, no, you guys are gonna release uh, some DLC that's gonna fix this ending. Now I don't know what has to be fixed in the ending, but um, Extended cut, it'll probably uh, give more clarity to whatever happened at the end. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's there, it's going to be more um, cinematics and sequences and stuff. It, they say, but it's going to be just more than like a couple of scenes. It's it will give. It's basically meant to give some um, individuality to the end. It's based on what you've done in your game, so it feels more yeah. like unique to what what experience you've had. And I, obviously, I'm not I'm not going to speak in detail about the ending because I'm not going to spoil it for people yeah. or anything. But I um. Mm, it's difficult. I admit, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. I wasn't as upset as some people about the ending, but I attribute that because I haven't spent the last near five years absorbing Mass Effect. I right. only started the first one in um, uh, November last year. Right. And um, 
So, you know, I suppose that's... But I, I love the games and I took in as much as I can, but I probably, if I had more time to digest it, I might have been more upset. But it, there are some flaws in it, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I, I just felt, I was like, hmm, that could have been a bit better. But, you know, I felt... I. I felt good, man. You know, what okay. can I say? I, I did feel satisfied, you know. Some people probably listening to me and thinking, what the hell is this guy smoking? But, you know, that, that's how I felt. But it's all I'm, roids, I, just to answer the question. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, roids, <laughs> yeah, it's a roids. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, uh, but I'm, I'm absolutely going to – I'm going to be playing Mass Effect for the rest of my life. But what can I say? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally go through that game again, and um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how different the – how much it adds. I, I'm looking forward to it based on that fact. And I, I mean, I read your whole uh, your whole post about this, and uh, I don't know. Um, are, did they say that this was going to be game? There was going to be gameplay attached to this, or is it just going to be like? No, it's it's all it's all um, as far as I know, it's all cinematics. They didn't mention gameplay as part of it, and there's not going to so. be yeah, there's not going to be a new ending. They're just add fleshing it out with new scenes and stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah, I imagine it's going to offer more closure to basically just various aspects, you know, like the races and you know your teammates and all that kind of stuff. I would take issue with that if this wasn't free. However, it is free, so it's free. Yeah, yeah. It's go free. ahead. And it's, out, it's out in. Um, I think it's a summer, isn't it? It's coming out. Has not an exact date. Oh uh, yeah, summer 2012. That's all. Yeah, so there we go. All right. Well, speaking of updates coming to games, uh, you can, if you have Escape Plan on the Vita, you can download a prequel pack called Bakuki's Lair, and it adds 19 puzzle rooms. Um, so it's a free update. It's pretty nice that they're doing that. It's like a hey, thanks for. Thanks for checking out our game. Um, make sure if you have Escape Plan on the Vita, go download that update. Also, another update to talk about is, uh, you know, a little game uh, some people like uh, to play uh, called Skyrim. Uh, update 1.5 <laughs> is out now for PS3, and apparently it opti- optimizes memory usage in the game. Um, not sure what exactly this does. It's just supposed to fix general crashes. Um, yeah, it's just supposed to be just supposed to handle memory better. There's no specific. I mean, I'm probably sure there's. I'm sure there's a specific change list somewhere, but um, it's supposed to make the PlayStation 3 version run better in general, which is nice. That's 1.5. It only took uh, what good four or five years for that to happen. No, it probably what, it took six months. Six. Uh, when, when did uh, Skyrim come out? November. 11, 11, so about 11. five months. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, half a year, and the game might work now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Game of the year, everybody. Uh, another update. Uncharted 3 should be getting a new multiplayer map, map pack soon. The last one was... Um, what was it called? I don't know. It had the teleporting dudes. So it was a co-op thing? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't know. I am just... All the crystal meth is just getting to my head now. <laughs> I can't podcast on crystal anymore. Uh, I'm kidding. April 10th. Via the PlayStation Store, the pack will set you back $9.99, $10. If you're a part of the Fortune Hunters Club, you still get this for free, which is nice. Um, uh, ba, 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 ba. And if you're not part of Fortune Hunters Club, I believe you can sign up before April 17th, and you can still get all the DLC for free. And it costs $24.99, which saves you uh, 60% on all 14 packs for Uncharted 3. Uh, so this next next map pack that's coming up uh, is going, which will include the Graveyard... Uh, which takes place amongst ships and shipping crates. Apparently, the old quarter set in Yemen at night in alleys and dimly lit rooms and London streets, which is the back alleys uh, and broadways of the city. And another one, Oasis, a respite for a Bedouin camp. <laughs> Turn sun-drenched battlefield. Sure, whatever, Adam. Uh, this, <laughs> I've tried to read what Adam wrote. Um, 
<laughs> sounds like you did a good job of uh, describing what the pack would uh, would include, and I did a bad job of uh, telling <laughs> what, the pack, what the pack would include. But yeah, multiplayer map packs, probably just four maps. Um, it's great if you like Uncharted, if you're still playing, then make sure to check those out. And apparently a lot of people are hmm. still playing. Uh, so yeah, that's it for updates. There's still uh, still two things I'd like to get to. Uh, I reported this from something I overheard at PAX East. Um, at PAX East, there was a Capcom booth. Joseph, did you see this? Uh, there was a Capcom booth with this glass chamber that you can walk inside and uh, speak to a camera and tell them your 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 favorite parts of the past 25 years of Street Fighter. Yeah, the, the surprisingly, uh, I didn't think anyone was going to go for that, but that thing was full the entire time. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I actually walked in with two of my buddies, and we were just cracking jokes for about five minutes straight, and we walked out, and she's like, geez, you guys were in there for a long time. We're like, yep. Uh, I'm a big Street Fighter fan. I'm, is, this year is, the, if you're unaware, is the 25th anniversary of uh, Street Fighter as a franchise, which is nice, and um, Capcom... Jeez, I feel loud. Yeah, 25 years, right? Uh, Capcom has said that they're planning big things uh, for this year. I mean, they, they've teased it before, but they never actually came out and said what this was. Well, reporter on the scene, uh, Don Oliveira, no. Uh, I spoke to the girl that was handling the booth, and I kept prodding her about you know, what, what exactly this 25th anniversary thing was. And a um, little scoop here, she told us that basically this was for a bundle of Street Fighter games coming out later this year. So... Uh, I don't know which Street Fighter game exactly. If I if I had to guess, I would probably say maybe an HD version of the first one. Uh, that t- Turbo HD version of the second one that's up on PSN. That online version of the third one that's up on PSN. Again, another HD version. And maybe Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing all four releases, right? All four major releases. I could be wrong. But, uh, however, she did say that... Uh, Everything that was being recorded at that booth would be included on a pack-in DVD for the bundle. So it's probably going to be some collector's edition type thing, um, including all major Street Fighter releases. So what do you guys think about that? Sounds pretty damn good to me. I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't put it past Capcom. Seems like sounds like something they would do like to the T. I don't know. Like, yeah, well, they did. Um, they celebrated Resident Evil's 50th anniversary last year with a uh, ton of stuff. So I don't see why they wouldn't do it with Street Fighter. I mean, Street Fighter is just like their number one franchise. So. So, yeah. I mean, this makes sense. I mean... Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. It appeals to me as well, because I haven't really... Admittedly, I'm not... I mean, I like Street Fighter. I always have done, but I, back in the 90s, I was always more of a Mortal Kombat guy, and later on Tekken, so I haven't really played many of them, but I've really, I really... What I did play, I really like, so this this sounds like something i probably get, to be fair, so I said bring it on. <laughs> so in a few months, when uh, this is big news, and everybody knows, oh, you know, all that Street Fighter stuff, just remember, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's been news. Been a lot of news, huh? Good job, guys. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Quite a yeah. busy week. Yeah, dude. Speaking of busy week, we also had a lot of reviews go up recently. Last last time, uh, the last review we spoke about was I Am Alive, right? I believe, yeah. And yeah. then uh, right after we put up the podcast, uh, Stephen Williamson put up the review for Zack Zero, which is a – it came out a while back, but it's a, uh, a retro-style platformer. Oh, yeah, it is a retro thing. He even said. So here's what Steven said about it. Uh, summary of Zack Zero, if you haven't checked it out. He gave it an 8.0 on 10. He said it's a 
It's a good old retro-style platformer with the highlights coming through level design and an array of wacky enemy types. He liked the level design, which encouraged exploration and takes advantage of skill set well. Um, he liked the he liked the weird and wonderful enemies, and he said the game looks and sounds great. Uh, he wasn't so into the combat uh, since it lacks some challenge, and he said the pop-ups reminding you of how badly you are doing compared to others, <laughs> which is funny. I guess that means that it's tracking uh, how you're doing on a leaderboard somewhere and keeps on popping up i guess that means steven sucked at the game but um <laughs> it's a 3d art style so i mean it looks good but like you said it's it is it reminds me of fantastic four because i guess your guy has the power of uh, rock ice fire and something uh it looks like a, it does look like a 2d platformer but um i don't know i can't say much about it I never played it but apparently it's pretty good 8.0 so check it out if you can you guys, yeah, you guys played it I'm- I haven't played it either, no, but it does sound like a cool, my type of game, to be fair. Cool, cool. Yeah, are, uh, we, are we still doing that giveaway, or is that over? I believe that is over. We were giving away five codes. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Joseph. Good job. Uh, yeah, we were giving away yeah. five codes. I believe they're already all uh, given out, or I might be wrong. We could look into it. But uh, if just in case, make sure you check out our site somewhere. Somewhere, <laughs> search Zach Zero and you'll find the contest somewhere, maybe on our forums. Uh, I know we were doing it was a Twitter competition at first, and then we opened it up to I think a comment section of the article. I'm not sure, can't remember exactly. exactly. Um, I, speaking of contests, I'm I'm trying to get some stuff going on for the Twitter and uh, and podcast listeners specifically, uh, just because I really wanna I want to get you guys some stuff. Uh, I'm working on it. I promise. I can't just can't say anything. I like it. Very nice. Uh, a marketing specialist to take a podcast to give you guys uh, free stuff. Sorry, I'm never going to do that again. Um, <laughs> uh, Lego Harry Potter, Adam Dolge reviewed that. Years 5 to 7, the uh, the PS Vita. Uh, yeah, the PS Vita. Is that only PS Vita? Did that Years 5 no, to 7? No, it's um, a multi-platform game. What the fuck was I even thinking? Jesus Christ. Of course it's multi-platform. <laughs> it's probably on my fucking phone right now. Um... <laughs> so he uh, he wasn't so into it, unfortunately. He gave it a 5.5 on 10. He said that Lego Harry Potter Years 5-7 to 7 is an adequate title that doesn't really take advantage of the PS Vita. Fans of Harry Potter will love to return to the Magical Universe, but everyone else will probably get bored. He liked the cute character models and Lego charm, the good music, and that there was a lot to collect in the game. He uh, disliked the weak gameplay, which is... That's that's harsh. Uh, little use of Vita features, which is true. The good, the good thing he pointed out. Um, poor graphics, and he didn't like that this was a Lego game without multiplayer. Now, um... He nailed it. I think these are three things that I would totally look for in a Lego. I've played other Lego uh, games, and lack of multiplayer, that ruins it for me. Right there, I wouldn't do it, because those games are always fun to go through co-op. Uh, poor graphics, that sucks, because why Why does the game have poor graphics? It's, I mean, the Vita, clearly, look at Uncharted on the Vita, it looks fantastic, and the the some of the most of the appeal of these Lego games were always that they looked really nice, really cute, really charming, that, you know, the Lego, Lego pieces would explode all over the place, and that's always fun to look at. Um... And why release this on the Vita without taking advantage of, uh, you know, front, rear touch, uh, gyroscopes, dual analogs? I don't know. I'm sure it uses dual analogs. But anyway, um, yeah, good review. Go check it out if you can. It was posted by uh, Adam, 5.5. Have you guys played uh, Lego Harry Potter, any of them? No. <laughs> Joseph? Uh, yeah, those games are those games are not my style. Like, uh for for a for a person who likes to collect everything uh, in games, mm-hmm. man, those games are not. 
I'm with you there, I'm man. I'm also Yeah, I know. It's just uh, <laughs> there's too much going on. You just it takes you fucking 50 hours to get through those type of games. But uh, <laughs> that's why I haven't done Skyrim yet. I'm literally scared. I'm literally scared of what it will do to my life. Um, so you haven't started that either. I'm glad no, you're the I'm, only one. Yeah, I'm just uh, we're we're behind, but you know whatever. While these are playing other stuff, like Mike has been playing. Oh yes. And finished Silent Hill <laughs> Downpour, which he'll talk about more later. But for right now, his review, uh, he gave it a 7.5 on 10, which is uh, which is a decent score. He, uh, well, I mean, I can I can put words in your mouth and say that he, uh, despite clunky combat and various frame rate issues, Silent Hill Downpour is still a solid survival horror romp that any fan of the genre should take a punt on. Is this right, Mike? Yes, that's right, mate. Yeah, that's right. It? Nice. Apparently, you like <laughs> superb atmosphere and gripping story, the great puzzles, my Australian accent, and lots of replay value. Well, um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. Uh, you dislike the choppy frame rate, which sounds mm. terrible, the poor immunity yeah. combat, and generic monster design. Uh, it sucks to hear that the monster design is generic. I mean, this is Silent Hill, right? Isn't that one of their four? Yeah, games? that's um, when I. Yeah, that's something I'm going to go into detail when when I when I'm when we're ready sure. to do that. But yeah, um, that's something I was really gutted about. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm gutted about? I'm gutted about you copying my review score because I also reviewed Street Fighter Cross Tech and gave it a 7.5. What's up with that, Mike? Even though this totally doesn't make sense because you posted your Silent Hill downpour review one day before my <laughs> Street Fighter Cross Tech review, so whatever. Yeah, I also gave Street Fighter Cross Tech a 7.5 on 10. Oh, I, I was surprised at that score, actually. I mean, I, like you said, that's a good score, but I thought that was kind of like an 8.5 to a 9. Uh, I was really thinking. Like, I thought hard about this. You know how, how long it took me to get this review out. Uh, but really, the biggest problem with this is that multiplayer. Uh the game uh, is great. Look, just um, uh, I said this is my summary. At the end of the day, Street Fighter Cross Tekken is still a great fighting game. You know, like you see the 7.5 score and you go like, "Eesh." But like I said, it has its is- issues, namely the online multiplayer component and the underwhelming menus. But they're still good fun to be had. Uh, I like the core fighting gameplay. Uh, I mean, it's 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 on it's on the same level as you know Street Fighter 4, or whatever. Like it, you'll you'll get into it. Marvel vs. Capcom. Like it, there's tons. Tons of stuff to get into, and you'll you'll get absorbed. Uh, I like that the art style was even flashier and more visually appealing than ever before. I mean, the super moves are just nuts in this game. Um, and for the PlayStation 3 version, you've got some really solid exclusive content. Like, uh, I'm not sure how this deal ended up happening between Capcom and Sony, but there are like five exclusive characters out of the gate, and also you'll be able to uh, uh, download. Vita DLC when that game comes out and also on the Vita version there's like 12 exclusive characters so you'll definitely want to stick to uh, the PlayStation versions of Street Fighter Cross Tekken if you're a fan. However, like I said, I disliked, heavily disliked the online multiplayer component. Uh, there's a little bit too many mechanics, I think, as I mean, this reviews are subjective, but uh, as, as a fighting game fan, I think that there are a little bit too many mechanics going uh, going on at all times in, in the fighting. That things can get a little bit confusing and just too much to keep track of and it's just it's what i love about uh most fighting most great fighting games is like i pointed out in my review a lot of them follow a code of you know uh easy to get into but hard to master um street fighter cross tekken is hard to get into and even harder to master um which is you know it's not that it's saying that that's bad but 
it just doesn't have that appeal. Like out of the gate, Street Fighter Four is just fun. You know, it's just you can get into it. You start learning. You start learning. But Street Fighter Cross Tekken, I mean, hours after I started, I was still like, okay, so uh, what? What? Like I can I can send two fighters out at the same time, or I can you know just uh, block a move and send a fighter out by blocking countering a move, or I can uh, you know start a special where just my character is going to. Uh, perform his super arts or i can start a special where my character is going to start his super arts and then chain another character into super arts or what i could do is i can use this ex this cross gauge to basically uh forfeit my character basically uh send them out and then only when he has 25 less than 25 percent health i can send them out he runs out of the fight and then the second character comes in no matter how much health he had he's like pretty much uh powered up with this uh pandora move that i'm doing so basically i use all my gauges i have 25 percent health left uh this character leaves my second character comes in and i only have like seven to ten seconds or some shit to finish the fight or else i lose automatically so my character my other character comes out super powered but and then, and then on top of that, there's this gem si- gem system, which is uh, you equip every fighter with with gems and stuff that can totally change up the pace of gameplay. So you can you can have gems that make you move faster. You can have gems that uh, block moves for you. You can have gems that uh, make you uh, make certain button inputs easier. So you can just you can you can have like you can have a setup where all you do is use some of your cross gauge and. Um, you can have like pre-recorded movements, like pre-recorded uh, inputs. I mean, so it's like if there's a combo that's really hard for you to pull off, or like a certain chain or a link, mm-hmm. uh, then you could just map that to like uh, another command. And there's just so much going on at all times in, in the fighting that I, fi- I I I just I was turned off a little bit. But like I said, if you want to get into it, you still can. The core fighting game there is great. 7.5 on 10 is in no way a bad score. It's still a great fighting game. Capcom hasn't lost their touch, except for Sweet. that. A new netcode that apparently they built. They said they built a new netcode for Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which is broke as fuck. It just doesn't work. Uh, when, when I was starting out, um, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying I'm amazing at uh, fighting games. However, I am a big fan uh, of the Street Fighter type games. You know, like I did play Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4 extensively, so I know what I'm doing roughly. When I walked into this game, it was tough to get into all the new mechanics and stuff, so I went to the online mode, which I always think it's easier learning, uh, it's better to learn against other people than against AI. Uh, I walked into that online mode and just ran into a, like nose first ran into a wall. Like So when I did end up finding a match, uh, I specifically told the game, uh, you know, it was my first match, I, I specifically told the game, you know, set me up with someone with, like, that's around my level, sure. So it's looking, 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 searching. Finally, you found someone. Oh, great, I get matched up with someone who has like 12,000 battle points. I'm just like, what is going on? I couldn't find anybody else that was also new to the game. Um, this wasn't a problem in Street Fighter 4. I mean, even today, you can you can boot up Super Street Fighter 4 and sure, it's, it's, it's late. Um, you're probably... Uh, getting into it pretty late but you can find people that are still your level there's just uh how how do i know that there's a problem with the multiplayer because i get into it and every single match i played there are extreme uh glitches with the audio like just you're shooting hadokens no, no sounds playing all you're hearing is the background uh music and just it doesn't ruin the online experience it just it just throws you off it's just it sounds weird you know it's just i don't know yeah. there's a lot of problems with the net code and this new net code that apparently they, they built so uh, joseph um stop me from talking so much you said that that you're also a fan of fighting games right uh yeah every all the complaints you have about uh cross tekken are correct great i'm happy thanks that makes me feel better but um <laughs> yeah i mean have you have you played uh, street fighter cross tekken yeah uh i think i've probably put close to 40 50 hours into it 
No, it, it really does. It has a terrible problem with setting people up uh, that's close to your BP. Um, it almost never happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they patched the audio problems yet, because I know uh, last night I played it and I had a new patch to download. I think that might have been just the some of the stuff that they were doing for the gyms to get it uh, tournament ready. Okay. Um, uh, wait, but, the gem? Are, I really doubt that the gems are going to make it into turn. Uh, that's another. No, problem. no, that's the thing. That's what. That's what I mean. I think they were patching in a, a quick option so you can turn off gems or something oh, like that. Okay, okay, so. okay, okay. Whew, thank God. That's that's a thing that I would do all the time. That, that's another thing is, uh, it's the gems are going to totally throw off tournament play for this. I mean, okay, so they're not going to be used. Uh, in tournaments, which makes 100% sense, but yeah, it's, it's either it's either that they're not going to be used, or the, your only options are going to be the default gems for each character. Yeah, I don't think they should do that. Um, yeah, neither do I. I think it's uh, it's going to be really weird. Um, but Cause, cause, I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> <laughs> no. The core core gameplay is really good. Um, it's definitely hard to get into after coming off of Street Fighter. Yeah. Because there's a lot of a lot of mechanics that you have to get used to. Like if you like if you do a counterattack in the air, like you know you you can still hit them as they're falling. And yeah, it, it, it has that a lot of stuff like that, thing, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that doesn't come off as natural uh, for people who've put a lot of time into Street Fighter Four. Yeah, here's here's what I which well, is fine. It doesn't have to be the same game at all. Uh, I'm totally fine with them changing stuff up. But here's what I mentioned in my review. If you're a Street Fighter fan. Uh, you're gonna like the Tekken characters now because now they're all they're all shoehorned into into Street Fighter. Actually, they don't feel shoehorned. That's the thing is they feel like they were uh, reimagined for the Street Fighter move set. So uh, you know, uh, quarter circle forwards, half circles, like sure you can type uh, moves. You'll you'll pull off moves with Tekken characters just fine. I mean, you, you pick up a Tekken character and you're like, okay, I, I already have his move set down within like 10, 10 seconds. However, if you're a Tekken fan going into this game, you're just, just no hope for you. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> Mike, <I'm, laughs> if you play Street Fighter Cross Tekken, you will not have a good like first two hours. You'll be like, what is fucking <laughs> happening? This is not how Kazuya plays. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm curious to see how Kazuya translates to that, actually. Oh, yeah, just... Just not at all. It's just he is. He's pretty much Ryu. Just, just <laughs> ask questions. Um, I was not into the arcade mode at all. The the whole, you know, Street Fighter Four. I I made fun of a lot because you start the game, you get uh, oh yeah. By the way, in case in case you haven't noticed, guys, we transitioned into what we've been playing from the reviews. It just so happened that the last review we talked about was Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and I kind of took it into there. But anyway, uh, Joseph, you remember how you start Street Fighter Four? You get a cheesy little anime cutscene for two minutes. Then you finish the game, and you get another little cheesy anime cutscene. But they're telling you something, right? Yeah. Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I'm sure you've played the the, the arcade mode slash story mode, right? Actually, I haven't touched it. Okay. I'm really happy you haven't. I had to for my review. Uh, I'm never going to go back. I'm, I'm never, ever, ever going to touch the arcade. So, uh, guess what? The story is that uh, there's this box falling from space. It contains, it, it lands, it makes a huge crater, and it, it, people just know that it, it's super powerful. And it's Pandora's box, get it? Um, inside is some unimaginable power, and uh, you pick a team, right? So let's say you pick, uh, I don't know, Law and Ryu, if that's your jam. Then I'm sorry, but that's not one of the predetermined teams, so you're not going to have any type of. Uh, story anything they're just going to go into the story knowing everything 
everybody else knows. So it's going to be like, oh, we, there's this box. We've got to get it. Or no, no, no. There's not even any voiceovers. It's just like some news reporter saying, oh, well, this thing landed. And uh, oh, we have no idea what it is. And uh, I guess fighters are fighting to find out what it is. And then you, you get to the end and, oh, okay. So uh, you get like some text about how uh, whoever I think landed the last hit, like Marvel versus Capcom 3 style, you get some text about like whoever landed the last hit. Um, there's something to do with them finding the box. But if you do end up using um, two characters that are you know, side-by-side side in the character selection screen, the characters that are side-by-side side in the, selection screen, uh, the character selection screen are like the pairs, so Ken and Ryu, uh, I guess Bison and Jury, uh, Law and Paul, Kazuya and that girl, uh, Nina, uh, Jin and that girl, I don't know, Zangief and... Zangief and Rufus, I don't know, whatever, Vega and Balrog. So if you go into the arcade mode with them, then at the beginning you'll get uh, what is essentially, like I said in my review again, a JPEG of the character. So you'll get the concept, you'll get that art of the character, and then it's just like both characters, just art of both characters, and then some voiceover with subtitles at the bottom of the screen saying like, Ken, we've really got to go check this shit out. Yeah, Ryu, it, it's a box. We have to open the box because it's a box, right? And let's just, this makes no sense, so let's just go, right? And then, so let me, like, I'll ruin the, the Ryu and Ken ending. Um, I finished the game, and I guess when you play as Capcom characters, you fight Ogre, which might clarify me if I'm wrong. Is Ogre uh, like the Akuma of the Tekken universe? Yeah, Ogre was like the big boss from Tekken 3. He was like um, a I'm sorry, boss. but he looks extremely lame. He's, he's, he's right at home with all Street Fighter last bosses, like Seth and, and what's his name, Jill, Gil from uh, Street Fighter 3. Um, he's just... She's just colored in a random color, just like Seth was. Seth was white, and Gil was like half blue, half orange. He's Gil. His name is Gil, right, uh, Joseph, from Street Fighter 3? Street Fighter 4 is my first Street Fighter. Oh, okay, jeez. Um, so he's this green dude, and he's just a, a big green dude. And he looks exactly like Seth, but green with long hair. But he's from Tekken, so whatever. Uh, you beat yeah. this guy, and... Uh, you know, he thinks he's hot shit because he comes into the fight alone. I don't know what the fuck this guy's thinking going against Ryu and Ken alone, but sure, whatever. Just don't have a buddy. Just So you beat this guy, and the box is in the background, and then, oh, wow, it's a cutscene. Like, holy shit, a pre-rendered 3D cutscene. I'm like, whoa, Capcom actually did try something. And no, it lasted 12 seconds. What happens? Ryu's walking towards the box. Uh, the box starts reacting with him, uh, bringing out his dark hado. Uh, he's like, uh, he starts like glowing purple as he's one to do because who the fuck knows. Um, and then a huge explosion. Ken wakes up and Ryu's headband's on the floor. Uh, and then there's some voiceover saying, what happened to Ryu? Uh, did he give himself to save the world or did he grab the power and, and take off? We won't know. Wrong. We will know when Super Street Fighter Cross Tekken comes out and they just continue these <laughs> shitty stories. But anyway, um, there is absolutely no payoff for beating the arcade mode. And admittedly, Street Fighter games don't need that. That's not the bread and butter. It's, it's all about the versus mode. Uh, so I'm just sad because look at uh, NetherRealm's Mortal Kombat last year. You know, um, They did some really cool things with the, with the story mode. And, and not to say that it's a great story, but hey, I think that's the best story mode of fighting games ever had. Uh, they they went in and fucked with lore from Street Fighter, uh, sorry, Mortal Kombat one, two, and three, and at least they did something entertaining, cutscenes and all. Uh, it's just yeah, sad. It like, I, I I would just like to see you know Street Fighter go somewhere with some type of entertaining arcade mode. Like uh, 
it's even more boring and more monotonous than Street Fighter 4's was, and Street Fighter 4's was just fucking awful. Uh, but yeah, like I said, not the highlight of the game. The bread and butter is the multiplayer component, which is totally functional, except if you're playing online. So, you know, all these little things just end up bogging down the score for me. Personally, I do uh, prefer Super Street Fighter uh, as a fighting game. Um, Joseph, you know how... In Street Fighter Cross Tekken, like look, Street Fighter Four, you're chaining, you're chaining uh, special moves, you're chaining super moves. You just, it's, I think it's a way more faster paced game. So you're, you're jumping in, you're doing like cross ups and stuff like that, uh, chaining special moves. But in this one, I find that uh, you're really only chaining one special move, usually at the end of your combo. So it's more like punch, kick, low putt, tut, putt. Then you do like the whole. Um, you're doing chains, then you do the whole send the character out. So like, ta pa pa, you knock a guy up into the air. Your character runs out, punch, 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 kick, and then like a Shoryuken or a Hadouken. I don't know. Like I, I'm exper- inexperienced in Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but is there any like chaining of multiple special moves? Uh, I mean, it, a lot of it has to do with if you're bringing out other characters in the middle of your combos and and stuff like that. Like it, it's it's difficult to explain. Okay, uh, who do you use? Um, I use Harong and Cole. A lot of people use uh, Harong or whatever. Um, uh, that's from, from what I've been seeing playing online. Uh, wait, no, sorry, I'm thinking Marduk. Sorry, who's Har- oh Harang, the, the 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 kick dude. Yeah, the kick kick guy. Oh, kick guy. Um, okay, I know. I've been seeing a lot of people play as Marduk, and uh, specifically, I don't know why Marduk and Poison. I don't know why, but I've been getting uh, I was getting decimated by just that's that is uh like the like I don't know if you actually follow the fighting game community at all, I but, do, that, but that's not for Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh well, that's that that's a team that uh, Gutex and Mike Ross play. Oh, okay, I, I I thought it was some type of thing. I thought it was like because literally there was they, he was doing the same like multiple people were doing the same thing over and over and over again and. I was just getting decimated each time, and I'm like, okay, so this is clearly like a team. This is a thing, Poison and, and Marduk. But no, I didn't look into it, but yeah, it makes sense now. I'm not surprised. Um, didn't make my online experience any better or worse, because that's, if it worked, I'd be able to tell. But anyway, whatever. That's Street Fighter Cross Tekken. We can, uh, we can uh, close the lid on that one. I feel vented. I don't know how to follow on with that. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, well, you, I mean, you're a Tekken fan, right? So check this out. This is what they brought uh, into Street Fighter from Tekken. Uh, you can tag in, tag out, and unlike Marvel vs. Capcom, when a character dies, it's over. Uh, just like Tekken Tag. You know, I, I expressed yeah. my dismay for that. Like, I'm not, I'm not too into that. That's just not. That's I don't know. <laughs> You're caught in a shitty chain, and admittedly, the game does a few things to help you break out of that. Like, there's ways to counter out and send out a, an ally, or, you know, you can have these gems that potentially break the game for you. But um, then, the other thing they brought out is juggling. Like, you know, Tekken style, your character is like floating. Just every punch, for some reason, sends them another two feet flying up in the air, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. But now they brought that to Street Fighter, and it's okay, sure. That's pretty much... Oh, and characters. So yeah. three things came from Tekken. And hard, so let me be honest, uh, these characters are just reskinned Street Fighter characters. They're just, they play the exact same. It's just... It's cool that they're there. I like... I like... Oh, wow. Wow. No, I take that back. It's not cool that they're there because my fucking character isn't in this fucking game because of law. Fei Long is not in, in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Because of law, they would have two Bruce Lee wannabes, and that's not cool. They chose the wrong one, damn it. They chose the <laughs> wrong one. 
Whatever. At least you have a character. Like none of my characters are in this game. I don't have until the like my, my, the character I have. Like I get what Vega, uh, Jury. I mean, that's it. I mean, and even then, like they changed up Vega's movesets quite. Like I don't know what they did to Vega, but when I'm playing as him, I I cannot pull off what I want to pull off. I don't know why. I I don't know. I haven't checked his moves uh, thoroughly, but like uh, I tried playing as Vega a few times. I'm just like, what is going on? Uh, I don't know. Jury is the exact same though. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, uh, Adon and Cody. Hmm, Cody, Vita version. He's the the Australian guy that's in the handcuffs. Oh yeah, I know, I know. He's gonna be in the Vita version. Oh yeah, I know. And when whenever that twenty dollar DLC pack comes out, which is ridiculous. I am blanking right now. Adon, why can't oh Adon? Okay, so Sagat's. uh... Yes. Yeah. Okay, Muay Thai guy. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, he's also not in the game. That's I really liked him in Superman. Super was a great game. Oh um, yeah. I fucking love Super. Uh, so that's what we've reviewed recently, guys. Um, we could talk about what we've been playing, which is what I just did. Um, I haven't been playing much other than that. Um, I've been at PAX. We still got all that PAX stuff to talk about. But Mike, you wanna you wanna take the charge now? You wanna talk about Silent Hill Downpour? Yeah, sure. I'll make it, I won't talk quite as much as you did. On Sorry that. about that. <laughs> I, I really had, I, I really had to. Get, that stuff's been on my mind. Like I really had to vent and just get all that stuff out. Uh, I'm because I'm a big fan of fighting games, you know. So I tried yeah. to keep the review as short as possible. But like as I was writing it, it was like nearing two thousand words, and I was just like, okay, I got, I got to put an end to this. It's just like. There's just so much to talk about, and like like you said, you know, you thought the review was gonna be higher. So did I. But like when I wrote the review and I I, I zoomed out and I looked at it, I'm like, you know what, like. I had a lot of it. I took a lot of took a lot. Of, I had a lot of issues with this game. So, seven point five. I mean, it's a great game. You could still get into it, but it has glaring problems. That, that multiplayer just doesn't work. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. Fair enough. Silent Ill. Silent Ill. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. As Don mentioned, I've been playing Silent Hill Downpour. Reviewed it. Uh, we gave it. I gave it a seven point five. Yeah. It's. Um. I'm trying to be as concise as possible here. It's a. It's a good game. Uh, those of you who like Sun Hill should definitely buy this. It's um, basically I'll give you a bit of background. Basically, this time you're playing as a guy called Murphy Pendleton, who's a an escaped convict. So he's basically en route to a new facility at the beginning of the game, and the bus crashes, and he manages to escape. And sorry, Mike, the... sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me derail you. Uh, yeah. You totally just reminded me about something. Speaking of escaped convicts, whatever happened to what was his name? Uh, the dude from Resident Evil Zero. Billy Cohen. What happened to that guy? Did he die? No, he didn't die. He, he, he um, Rebecca um, reported him as dying so he could escape. And at okay. the end of at the end of Zero, they both kind of like she leaves off to go to the mansion, and he just goes off into the woods, and you never you never see him again. He's actually yeah, he's actually one of the characters that I actually really want to see back because I like Billy. Hmm. I think he was pretty cool, man. Yeah. Sorry about that. Derailed. Go back. Don't worry. <laughs> it's cool, man. I love Zero. Um, yeah, um, Silent Hill Downpour. Yeah, it's um, the good thing about this game is it's kind of like they've created it so it's not an open world game, but you can explore a lot more, which is really cool. I really like this aspect because there's a lot of you can tackle side quests in it. And now Silent Hill has got like I don't know if any, who's played whoever's played Silent Hill will know, but it's got quite a rich history to it and a lot of lore, and um, it delves into this kind of thing. And you can like this if I don't really want to spoil things, but they're, the, the side quests themselves are quite varied. I mean, there's one. That, there's one of them where you have to like, um, oh, I don't know, I don't like spoil. Is it okay if I spoil one? You don't mind? 
one? Uh, I, I beat one. Uh, Joseph, are you cool with uh, Mike spoiling Silent Hill 1? I, I, I'm not going to go back and play that. Okay. All right, no, not spoiling Silent Hill 1. If I can spoil one side quest from Silent Hill Downpour. Oh, <laughs> uh, go for it, go for it. Yeah, okay, there's one where you have to, you enter this house and there's been a murder there and stuff. And you basically, um, you basically find that you have to turn back time. It's all, it's all kind of weird. You have to like, you um, go onto this gramophone and you play it backwards. I mean, it plays the scene backwards of what happened. And then this, you see the dad killing the mum and going upstairs to kill the kids. And then it turn, the ghost turns on you and you have to like kill, you have to like find a way to kill the ghost and stuff. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. And it's pretty kind of freaky. Very, very silent. Yeah. It's just really good the way they've done this. And it's kill the get, ghost. Yeah. You actually have to kill the ghost. It comes, you see him attack the, um, the mum and go upstairs to kill the kids. What, and what then do you, it do you like fart? <laughs> no, you don't. You actually have to burn his picture, funnily enough, because he climbs out of the picture, and you actually have to burn the picture because you hear his voice say something about, you know, set him on, uh, something to do with fire, basically. It's like, oh, I've got a lighter. You like the picture, but um, if, you're, if you're not careful, it comes after you, and it's just, it's really creepy because you can see everything he's done and everything, and it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's just really, it's, if, you're there, if you're there playing it, it's really, really freaky. I'm not explaining it well, but it's really, no. it is pretty freaky. I got it, I got and it. it yeah, and it's um yeah, it, it really goes into more about the, the look, um the history of Silent Hill: The Cypress, which is really cool because you just it just feels like there's more freedom in it because the other games are very linear by comparison. Yeah, speaking and, of um, comparison, in comparison to other uh, outlets, other publications, you seem pretty high on Silent Hill: Downpour. I mean, you give it a seven point five, which isn't a high score, but uh, other sites are just bashing it, just going to town on it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty been it's been it got some pretty harsh reviews. Now, it was I didn't I didn't mind it, man. I mean, the com the combat is what lets it down mainly because it's just really it's really clunky. You can't this when, uh, because they they really put a focus on uh, melee combat, which was never Silent Hill's strong point to begin with. You always used to firearms more than anything else and you know your knife the knives and like steel pipes you use are kind of like a last resort but with this one they really push that forward and it's just it's just not really functional because the, there's no decent kind of like lock-on system the camera pulls back and it's really hard to like actually guide murphy to hit the enemy and the thing is they're they're actually just as agile as you are and it can be really difficult to, and you've got a block as well they kind of attack you. They kind of attack you in combos, like you know, like actually kind of basically punching you in a way, which is really weird compared to other games. And it's just, it's just, it just gets very monotonous, you know, holding down the block button, following up, you know. There's no, there's no, you know, it's just literally hammering away at the X, uh, the square button, to send out a bunch of combos. There's no kind of like control over. You know, in the other games, you used to be able to have um, a basic combo attack, or you can have a strong overhead attack, or front forward it actually felt like you could control how much effort you put into each attack but there's none of that it's just literally hit square swing it like a madman and hope the enemy dies it's just not it doesn't feel very it just feels very very basic you know the, the gunplay is a lot better but the um ammo is so scarce that you'll really find yourself running away a lot which to be fair you do in these games as well but you never really feel like you just don't really feel like oh cool you know i can take this guy now if i want like in the other games it's like oh god you know this isn't going to end well. I probably better run away, you know, rather than okay, I can handle this if I got to beat him, sort of thing. Cool. And it just gets a bit frustrating. Uh, but um, the atmosphere is awesome. The story is great. I'm not going to spoil nothing, obviously, but they really now the atmosphere. The music is great, even though it's not the um, same composer who um, who's now working for Grasshopper, I think. Um, Akira Yamaoka, I think his name is. I can't pronounce Japanese names to save my life. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, but. They really, really, really nailed that, and the, the, um, the town, the um, locations are really 
they're not um it's not visually the most stunning stunning game but the art direction is pretty strong now here's so, what i wanted uh, to get back to uh, this is what i wanted to ask you you said yeah, that go, the, go the enemy design was uh, oh yeah yeah that's uh, yeah yeah totally man that's um yeah they're they're just really the enemies in the game are just really really generic they're they're there's literally a handful of them. I think I counted about four main enemies, which is not a lot compared wow. to the other games. And the thing about Silent Hill is I can, um, without spoiling too much, the Silent Hill is a fucked up town. That's the first you need to know. <laughs> when you go there, you face your own demons and it manifests. And let's say you, let's just say for some crazy reason, you're afraid of clams. If you go to Silent Hill, your nightmare version of the nightmare version of Silent Hill will be populated with clowns that want to fucking gut you. <laughs> That's just as an example. And, or um, if you've checked out Mike's uh, top five scariest moments in Silent Hill, then you'd know that one of them, let's say, if you were a <laughs> peeping Tom, would be a giant head staring back at you. So uh, that sounds pretty Yeah, funny. yeah, it's just an example. Yeah, that should be up by the time the podcast is up. <laughs> oh, is that not up? No, it's not up yet. But Spoilers! Don't worry, it's going up tomorrow. <laughs> Shit, sorry, Mike. Don't worry. <laughs> it's cool, man. But yeah, um, the, the, the thing about the monsters is they represent, they are, they are, uh, met, it's all about metaphors, you know, they are manifestations of your, you know, of your inner demons and stuff. And I'm not going to spoil that for those who haven't played the games, but these enemies just feel, they're, they're all human looking. There's not really much, nothing really unique about them. It's just like the developers just like, okay, we need to come up with, you know, the most generic looking enemies. Let's just give some make one with some crazy bitch that screams at you with clawed hands and another guy that tries to punch you and stuff. And it's just, there's just no, there's, they're not, they, they just don't feel that intricately designed and like a lot of care has gone into them. I mean, each Silent Hill 2, each enemy had its own message, you know, it's like, ah, oh, that represents that, that represents James's um, fear of this or whatever, you know, and it was just that a lot of care and attention went into me, even if it was just subtle, it really meant something, and it just it gave him it gave him so much more depth rather than just being a bunch of meat bags that you have to beat to death, you know. And it was just it was just it, the the link the um the representation of these enemies. It's just to in relation to what uh, Murphy's story is, it's tenuous at best. There's not really any you you can't really look at them and say oh that represents that or that represents that if if you get what I'm trying to say. It's just yeah, no, it was just really really it was just really disappointing when after you play those games, you know, it's such a integral um aspects of the silent hill games and to see that kind of half-assed is a bit disconcerting because as i said the the storyline is actually really good and also the um just quickly the puzzles as well puzzles man i've forgotten what puzzles are like i mean my brain actually had to work overtime for once because we don't get enough puzzles these days sure. they're either dumbed down or not not or not used at all and um it was it was really good to see was they're pretty varied um, you know, you've got, you've got your, you've got the main locations and you also got the other worlds and that has, um, that's been, um, kind of jazzed up. You have like these chase sequences where, uh, this thing called the void, it's kind of like this mini black hole that follows you around and you have to just basically avoid, run like hell while chucking shit at it to slow it down. And that really puts a spin on the traditional, um, nightmare sections in the other games where you're just like doing the same thing as in the regular ones. So that, that was pretty cool, man. It's pretty, you know, fast paced and stuff, and you know, keeps the um, blood pumping. It was really, it was good distraction. Now, Mike, I'm gonna have yeah. to disagree with you on one thing. You said that we yeah. don't get enough puzzles um, lately in games. Now, I'm not sure if you played this game. I mean, we're talking. You want to talk about puzzles? Let's talk about Resident Evil Five. Now, these are the best puzzles <laughs> that I've seen in a video game this generation. I mean, 
I Resident Evil used to have puzzles, but Resident Evil 5 really brought it to a new level. I'm uh, joking and being very sarcastic. Joseph, you're too quiet. I'm getting a little bit scared. What's going on? <laughs> uh, I'm just, not, I'm to just me trying to off. call people out on Twitter. Just, I, I, I saw you typing. But, um, to, uh, Joseph, um, do you have any anything to add for Silent Hill? or No, uh, no, not not really. I mean, th- those HD collections are fun. Those games hold up, uh, even though I uh, was we were talking earlier before we started recording that apparently there's a lot of a lot of stuff that they took away from the HD collections. Uh, I, I yeah. think those games are still good though. Yeah, I agree. Um, blah, yeah, you blah, probably blah. wouldn't notice much if you hadn't played the original games. It's like me with the voice acting. You know, I'd know it straight away. But you know, I, you you guys wouldn't know if you hadn't played the originals. Well, I mean, like, you, you know that uh, for for two, they kept the original voice, right? Yeah, so you have yeah. the option. Yeah, they kept. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't mind hearing the um re-recorded ones for some of them actually. I think I've heard um, uh, Heather's new voice actress in three, but I haven't heard the Silent Hill. Yeah, but but it's it's really cool because even even not not during like mid gameplay, but every time you start and stop, you have the option to going but uh, going between the two. I'm oh, sorry. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, Joseph. What the fuck have you been playing? So, uh, Skullgirls. Uh, that, that, that fighting game is good. Uh, I'll go ahead and out the review. Um, well, I'm not going to give it a score, but that game is really good. There's a few things that it's missing, but you'll have to read more about that later. No, man. Come on. Is this for, for, for listeners, just give us a give listeners a throw them a bone, man. What, what is the review score? Taste that. So, it's, it's probably, right now, it's probably going to be like a 7-5. Okay. Um, I think and Street Fighter Cross Tekken, <laughs> right? Um, I think I think the gameplay is really really good. Uh, the, the the lack of characters. So I think there's one two three four well, five six. Seven. There's there's eight characters that you can play as. Um, I think that that kind of works to an advantage because all the characters seem super fleshed out, and the the they're different enough and balanced to the like to the nth degree. They're all really fun to play, and they're all completely different. Um, that said, there's no online, um, there's no lobbies, so you connect to one person and then you play that person. So it's not like uh, cross Tekken where you and a bunch of friends can sit in one room and just keep keep going and like watch other people play and stuff like that. Yeah, when which is yeah, that's that's disappointing to say the least. Uh, but at least it's gonna be patched in. Um, there's also no no move set uh, in the game at all, uh, which is also gonna be patched in. So that makes it kind of frustrating uh to have to go back between my browser and playing games to, oh no way wait you can't press like start and then check out no there's, there's no moveset in game whatsoever at this well, point. what did, just were they just where did that come did that not did was that never in any meeting ever where um hmm, maybe a play test where someone said hey guys uh what the fuck do i do here like what are what are the moves i mean did that never come up and what they're gonna patch that in now yeah, they're gonna uh, they're gonna pa- they're gonna patch it in, and they've also uh, released like PDF copies of it, which are which. Eh, <laughs> I, it's it's not a good way to release insane. your game. That's insane. No moveset. When, oh come on! Like how did that never come up before? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, I will say their, their net code is fantastic. It's they're using GGPO. Um, okay. So if, for for those who don't play fighting games, it's a it's a really high caliber. Uh, of netcode it's basically what street fighter cross tekken was trying to emulate when they did a whole new when they did their netcode uh when they redid it um so a lot of cool things it does is like uh it it based on your ping with the other person it uh it suggests how much input lag you should have for the best play experience 
um, and and the matches that I've played that yeah it works out really well. Um, yeah. So, cool. Yeah. So if playing online is your thing, then then your netcode has nothing to worry about. But as soon as they patch in lobbies, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, after I write my review and they patch that in, I'll probably go back and write like another uh, smaller side piece and be like, hey, now that this is done, that this is the review for the game or whatever. Um, but that's really good. I've been playing the Devil May Cry HD collection, and guys, uh, Devil May Cry 2 is as bad as I remember it. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. Yeah, man. Um, I Like I said, at PAX, I, I fooled around with it for a little bit, but uh, it was Devil May Cry 2, and I was jumping around as, what's her name, Lucia? Yeah. Yeah, Lucia. I was just jumping around as Lucia, and I was in that fucking town. I just all the memories just came back of Devil May Cry 2, and just uh, just smashing, just continuously mash. Anyways, whatever. I still haven't played Devil May Cry 2. Actually, I avoided it for that very reason that it's meant to suck. <laughs> Is it really it's, that bad? It's it's uh, not it's, it's not that. It's just it's still a great action game. Oh, it's still a good action game just compared to the first and third. It's just it's missing like the X factor of. It's yeah. just missing that oomph that the levels and the, the combat is not the same. The combat is not as technical. Like, Devil May Cry, to a point, almost feels like a fighting game sometimes. Like, really, like, you're memorizing these inputs and just reacting, like, split-second reactions. And just, oh, it's just it's just great, especially Devil May Cry 3. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. That Del- game is way too hard for me, though. Yeah, Devil May Cry 1 really put that, set that in motion, really put that in place. And Devil May Cry 2 was kind of stepped back and focused... A little bit more on, uh, I guess, graphics and some weird ass story and diesel clothing, yeah. and then uh, I, I, I isn't, think the, isn't Dante? Sorry, carry on, Joseph. I was gonna say I think the best quote I, I believe it came from your uh, from your gamers review is that uh, Devil May Cry Two was trying to be God of War before God of War, so it was trying yeah, to be super that, yeah. like super intuitive with its combat system and like supposed to be like more casual and stuff like that, and it, just, it didn't work at all. Mm. I mean, it, isn't it, isn't Dante totally different as well? He's not like really. He's not like the cool, cocky guy he was in the first one. I heard that they they changed his personality or something it, for that. Like in the canon, like in the storyline, Devil Cry Two is. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joseph. Is the last, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's the last in chronological order, yeah, which so which tells you something. Yeah, so he's he's older. He's okay. So when he gets low on health. He just all out turns into Sparta, like his father, like he just channels his father and just turns into like a giant demon type thing, which just, just annihilates everything on screen. Like this is, you turn into that thing and you you just, you win. Like there's just, if you turn into, if you use your devil trigger when your health is really low, like you can fucking overcome almost any obstacle. Like even on Dante must die. Um, but, uh. Yeah, uh, he's he's more serious, I guess, because then the game goes into Devil May Cry 3, and it opens up with him doing the, you know, like, that by now famous in the bar scene, you know, the, the pool and the pizza. And, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's the best part of the entire game. <laughs> totally. Uh, and if you guys, oh, man, oh, I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm so excited for DMC. Oh, dude, yeah, I don't understand how anyone is down Fuck on that game. Yeah. Like, after, Fuck even, yeah, Joseph. Like, especially after the trailer from Captivate came out. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Sorry. Everybody's always talking shit about that game. And, oh, they redesigned Dante. Good, they fucking redesigned Dante. Now I can I almost level with him. Now I can almost sympathize with him. Like, yeah, sure, he's still a demon or whatever. But, like, okay, let's... let's. I love the gameplay of Del McRae's. But, look, admittedly, it's not like I wanted Dante to stay the same. His fucking... Look, out of four Devil May Cry games, two of them is, have pissed me the fuck off. So two of them were great and everything, and I can't go back and play that first one because that first one is way too dated. And the third one I played to death and literally 
ruined me and made me hate myself for how much I kept playing it and just punishing myself constantly trying to beat that game on Dante Must Die. Um, so fucking i'm happy they're they're fucking rebooting it they're giving it to ninja theory i already talked about this on the podcast um but anyways i feel like i'm beating a dead horse uh but the thing is okay good focus on story i hope they nail gameplay um but i'm happy the reason people say oh he looks like a heroin addict i'm happy about that because dante is not a fucking normal person he's this guy is just bumming it out and it, like Devil May, Cry, Devil May Cry three starts, and he's bumming it out in his fucking shoddy business, <laughs> fucking with a pool table, a motorcycle. He's not wearing any clothes. It's just he's not. He's not fucking. He's, this guy doesn't read books. He's all about drugs. Get out of here. He's fucking. <laughs> he's a devil, man. Leave him alone. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. People uh, yeah, his hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. I think that game looks real good. I'm, that is that is a game I am going to try to cover extensively uh, for PSU. So yeah. I'm super interested in it, and I really think everyone should be too. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, so we've got all. I mean, we went to PAX. We played all those games. We, we're running. Uh, we're running a little bit long here, but uh, that's okay. We played all those games at PAX. Um, Joseph, I'm gonna say pick one big game and one small game to talk about. Uh, okay, so Colonial Marines. I think we both we both saw that, right? We did. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Yeah, that game that game looked really good. Um, okay, oh, sure. Uh, the but you, you, I'm sure you watched the single player demo and then played multiplayer, right? Yeah, actually, I uh, kind of saw that single player demo twice. I went back and watched it the, oh, wow. before I before I left. Yeah. Um, so, who was playing it when you watched it? I don't remember. I know it was uh, one of the Gearbox guys. It wasn't yeah. a Sega dude. Okay. Um. Bah, 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 bah. Now, see, I couldn't shake the f- vibe. I'll I'll let you get into it, but I couldn't shake the vibe of Dead Space when I was watching the single player. Like I, survival horror. Like it looked a little survival horror-ish, and then I was like, okay, I'm getting into this. I'm getting into this, and then it just goes just go crazy, shoot everything, just aliens everywhere, and I don't know. Um, I was kind of thrown off a little bit by some of the. Uh, the animation. Anyways, I'll let you get into it. Go. What'd you think about it? I mean, I, I don't. I think anyone going into this game think uh, thinking it's gonna be like survival horror is kind of. No, it's not. Yeah, right. No, yeah, it it totally isn't. But anyone who I think anyone who thought that was kind of doing themselves like uh, they were not doing themselves a favor because got it, it's aliens, right? Yeah. So Aliens Two uh, was a, definitely a giant action movie. Yeah. Uh, and the Colonial Marines is right there in the title, so you know you're gonna be shooting a lot of stuff. Right. Um. But no, like uh, it, it, the the demo did start out kind of kind of like that. You were walking around um, uh, with definitely using like motion detectors the whole time and stuff That's like cool. that. And it, the very the very first like ten minutes, you only fight uh, one alien. Um, yeah, you have a pretty epic fight with this one alien, and it's like super close. And then three rooms later, you must take down about two hundred in the span of like thirty seconds or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. Um, so it's you're trying to get some like data log from the Salako. Um, I, I think I don't know in your demo, but in mine, I think they they used they were they talked about how it was the the, the sequel to Aliens two or three. I, I think they mentioned that like twenty times. Hmm. Um, Not sure. No. Uh, the, uh, Aliens three is the one uh, made by Joss Whedon, right? The Alien Resurrection or whatever, or is that four? I'm confused. I, I don't. I don't know. Everything after two is kind of terrible. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so 
I remember I don't remember what they were saying. I remember them talking about where where it falls in can Oh wait, no, hold on. Hold on. I think I I think it's 12 or 12 days or I don't know why I have this stuck in my head, but I think it's 12 days after the second movie. I don't know why that's stuck in my head. No, I think I think 12 days is how long they said in the movie it was going to take them to get support to them, but I think it's actually closer to like 12 weeks after. Okay, okay. Um, but 12 I, weeks, yeah, my... yeah it, it, it's something like that. It's it's I think it's like the sequel to three, but in in the the order of canon, it, it's like right after two. Okay, okay. Which which seems really weird, um, but no, I think it, it, the game's gonna be a really good action game. I, I think Gearbox knows how to do True. a four player co op, um, but I th- yeah, it's it's gonna be really fast. I what think. do you think about then? So what they did is they 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 were showing us demos. Uh, they were playing for us, but then they let us walk into the next room, which was multiplayer against Gearbox. So five v five, we played against Gearbox devs. Um, you said your team won by one, right? Yeah. That's incredible. Our team also won. And, uh, the, like, I had asked them beforehand, like, so how how often do you guys just decimate, like, fucking... Because they, they were letting fans, like, public in too, right? So uh, you have to wait a long-ass line and then only go in a few at a time. And we, it was five developers versus five people who have potentially never played that game before playing in a multiplayer match. And, uh, um... The public had to play as the Marines, and the devs were playing as the aliens, which is who were who brutal because they can run on walls and stuff. And if you know the maps, that you're just you're just gonna dominate. And I said, I asked them, how many times have you guys lost out of like probably the three thousand matches you guys have played? And he's like, um, uh, probably like five to eight. And I'm like, Jesus, like <laughs> they've been playing all weekend, and they like I played on the Sunday, I, I believe, and they were like lost like eight matches. So I'm glad to report, PSU. You, uh, separate separate sessions were uh, two out of those eight potential wins. Nice job. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, we, were do- we were doing pretty well. Yeah. The Ad- admittedly, uh, two of the- it was me, a uh, member of the press, uh, a level designer from Idols Montreal, and uh, a lead tester at a at a at a, at a Montreal uh, test uh, test lab. So we're all pretty hardcore gamers going in, <laughs> admittedly. But then again, who isn't at PAX? I mean, who isn't a hardcore gamer, right? And like, whatever. yeah, exactly. Totally. So the multiplayer is actually where I'm even more so excited um, after playing it. Uh, yeah, the multiplayer was cool. The multiplayer was definitely cool. Uh, I don't know how much I'd play it over the single player. It doesn't feel tacked on though, which I really liked. Unlike Dead Space's multiplayer, that they also did the same thing where they went, you know, like uh, Marines versus Necromorphs or whatever. This just goes next level because uh, there's just a lot going on, uh, and there's very big differences between playing as aliens, playing as Marines. Um, Marines, you use that radar. What's it called? I don't know. That yeah, the the motion detector. Motion whatever. detector, and then uh, aliens have this like pulse thing going on where they can see through walls every once in a while. Like pretty much always, not very far. It just really works. But they're only seeing like green silhouettes of enemies, and it's really cool. It's I like the way you can. Well, I didn't get to play as aliens, but I liked how it looked. It was really easy to like you know navigate from like floor to walls to the ceiling and just. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you noticed that um, when when playing multiplayer on the marine side, uh, that pretty much every room you went into, there was always a way for aliens to get in. It would be if it was like a hole through the ship, uh, like on the ground, or hmm. if the the glass in the room was broken, like they could just come in. There's like, it's either 
it's either your team has to really work together or you either, uh, constantly have to be on the move to survive, which yeah. it makes it seem like there's a really good like ebb and flow to it. That's cool, man. Leave it to leave it to the Gearbox guys. Um, how long has that been in development, by the way? So Gearbox took it over what like? No, Gear, gear from from what I understand, uh, I think I read not too long ago that Gearbox it's when they announced it, which was back in '06, they hadn't even started development yet. Okay. It was just that like the the people were so excited that they had the license uh, to work with it. I th- I think they said it's been a normal normal de- development cycle, so like two two and a half years so far. Okay, okay. Mm, all right. It's been a while. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I think I think the game's been, I don't know, from what I, I remember reading a bunch of stuff, but I think it's been in development hell for a while. But I, I don't know, it's looking good. That's the point. It's not looking bad. Um, it's looking pretty good. All right, so is there anything more you want to say about Aliens, Joseph? Um, I I did ask one of the guys who was doing, this, doing the single-player demo if they were going in for HUD off because that's how the demo was being played. Uh, they said absolutely not, but there is going to be a super badass uh, Colonial Marines mode where there will be no HUD. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, because I, I think that game actually will probably play pretty well without a HUD. It looks it looks like... Uh, I didn't even realize that, man. Good good, uh, good job spotting that. I did not realize that there was no HUD. It just... It looks good. I guess, like like I said, it, that's probably why I had that whole Dead Space vibe to it. No HUD, but... Uh, right. I really like Dead Space's HUD. How it's built. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm not that, talking about that space. I swear. Yeah, that's it. As uh, as far as I got for single player or for uh, Colonial Marines. Two. Now, what's the small game? Uh, the only small game I saw was Sonic. I think. Sonic. All right. Cool. But that that game is more Sonic. Um, yeah. yeah. There you go. I think the guy told me that it was all new physics engine, all new graphics, and all new animation. So if any of that stuff bugged you in uh, episode one, then it's probably gonna be fixed for two. Yeah, uh, for the most part. Yeah, Sonic moves differently, different momentum, different uh, pace of building up speed, uh, less sluggish apparently, uh, which people were saying he was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sonic games can Sonic fans can be very finicky. I'm not a Sonic fan. Uh, I like the first episode, like I said, and I like the second episode as well. I'll probably play it. Um, yeah, so my big game that I want to talk about, uh, I don't know how, oh, jeez, if I just have to pick one. Okay, okay, I'm going to rattle off a few games that I really enjoyed. I was really, uh, really impressed by XCOM. Not sure if you checked that out. Really yeah, I did. swept me off my feet. I did not expect anything from that game in terms of like a strategy shooter type thing. Uh, but wow, really impressed. If anybody can, just go check it out online. Uh, it's not the biggest hyped game right, right now on the internet, but it's definitely worth checking out um spec ops was uh, very um dude spec ops was pretty great um i sure <laughs> you, you don't you don't feel strongly about um, it um it was so i picked up that within five minutes i knew exactly what, okay it's polished it looks great <laughs> fucking protagonist voiced by nolan north it's just a little bit uh, mediocre and a little bit generic. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. And it's not really doing... Like, look at the other games we were playing at PAX. Look, okay, um, whatever, sure. I'm not I'm not going to go into detail. But yeah, you think Spec Ops is great. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I thought the, the, the tactical part of it with controlling your team was really well done. Like, usually when that's in a game, I find myself not really using it. Like, squad commands and stuff. I had but, no idea there were squad commands other than, hey, sniper, shoot that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that is it. Um, oh, okay. But 
But usually when those are in games, I find myself kind of flat out ignoring it because yeah. they're overly complicated. Except for that part in the demo where you're like, hey, sniper, shoot that guy on the billboard. And your sniper takes a shot. And for some reason, not only does the guy die, but the billboard like fucking explodes. I was just <laughs> like, holy shit. What just happened? Like, what kind uh, of uh, That's totally hit? acceptable, though. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Great. Like the Expendables movie. All right. Uh, uh, there's... I, I will say that the, the, the PR, the very nice PR people over oh, yeah. there oh, on yeah. that game oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, said that, that it, is, it is very hard to convey uh, a story-based game, which, which apparently that is, in such a short demo. And you know, I'll, I'll agree. I will give them that benefit of the doubt. All right. Two more things I'm going to rattle off. Um, my game of the show, like, unequivocally, like, there was no, just no competition because I'm gonna, I was going to buy it before I, I walked in. Like before I walked into PAX, I knew I was buying this game this year. But as I'm sure uh, Joseph and I are huge Borderlands fans, uh, Borderlands 2 was fucking sweet. Joseph and I got to play that together. Now, except that one part where for 10 minutes, like we walked, we walked around the map, not really knowing where to go. Okay, yeah. Like, did you <laughs> notice that at all? Yeah, I did. I did. But that's only because <laughs> I forgot that on the map there's like the quest objective marker where like head in that direction. And then yeah, when I, I looked at the map. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you don't get lost. <laughs> And then we met up again, and we fought that epic boss. Took him down in three seconds. Um, Borderlands 2. Guess what, guys? Shooting fucking works. It's now a legit shooter. Shooting controls are fucking... They, they are exactly what they were before, but now the mechanics for shooting... Borderlands 1 always felt really weird for shooting. The, I don't know what it was. It just didn't feel on par with like legit first-person shooters. But now they have it down. Like It feels like as if Modern Warfare had fucking um, i'm not saying modern warfare is the best shooter out there but it's definitely super functional i really like the way modern warfare controls um picture that those type of controls in borderlands in an rpg like that uh everything looks great i'm not sure if it's running at 60 frames per second but geez that game was smooth uh graphics yeah we we did play the pc demo and oh that, yeah, that yeah, was right. that was 60 frames. You're right. Okay, so that was 60 frames. But again, yeah, that was a PC uh, build with a controller. Uh, but still, it looked great. I don't think the consoles are gonna look much worse than that. Uh, definitely a huge improvement over Borderlands One. And as I'm sure Joseph could echo, uh, classes like you played the Gunzerker, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. There was the, the whipping out uh, two guns. I, w- I was doing it every chance I got. Uh, it was a lot of. It was a lot of fun. I played as the Siren, which, uh, while the Siren was also in Borderlands 1, the art director told us that, you know, there's only six Sirens in the Borderlands universe at one time. And they all, they're all, they, all their powers are totally different. So the Siren in Borderlands 1 was able to go invisible. The Siren in Borderlands 2 has more, like, telekinetic powers. And I was looking through her skill trees, and I was like, okay, whoa. Like, there is a lot of ways you could take this girl. Um... I ended up just, I don't know if you ever noticed, but sometimes enemies would just go into that bubble and just lift up in the air. Uh, I don't know, that was me doing that, and that was a badass power, because you pretty much single out one enemy who is totally fucked, who is just (laughs) totally fucked. You single out one enemy, and you're like, you're fucked, because he can't come towards you anymore, they're just going to lift up into the air, you can still shoot them, it's like, one enemy that you target that just, their day just goes to shit. Uh, But anyway... Borderlands 2, I can't freaking wait. Uh, looks great. Are oh. you gonna Are you gonna drop down the money and get that super $150 edition that they announced? I have no idea what you're talking about right now, and I am about to check it out just because you've piqued my curiosity, like you wouldn't imagine. <laughs> uh, it's it's like the they have a regular collector's edition that comes with like a bobblehead of the bus driver and some other stuff. 
And then they have some, uh, it's, uh, even more than that, but it comes with like a pretty, it looks pretty sizable, like an actual loot chest from the game. Hmm. Like, and it comes with the bobblehead and it comes with, uh, the fifth class that they announced whenever it gets released for free and some other stuff, I think. Uh, did you, did this, how long ago was this announced? That was announced at the, the, the uh, Gearbox panel on Sunday. Oh, the collector's edition? Yeah. Oh, cool. Wicked. Uh, also announced at the Gearbox panel, um, Borderlands 2 will feature freaking uh, customizable characters in the form of uh, basically skins that you get. I mean, visual aesthetic. You can customize the visual aesthetic of your characters in the form of skins that you get for, as loot. So I, I wasn't at the panel. Were you, Joseph? No, uh, okay. but yeah, that happened. Yeah, that that definitely happened. I remember when I was in the Aliens... Uh, the Aliens... Uh, demo the gearbox guys were like you should check out the borderlands panel just saying might be some big announcements and i was like huh all right thanks for the tip uh unfortunately i had to fly out on sunday yeah i had to leave early i was supposed to interview the the guys from power glove earlier episodes of uh, podcast derailed i would play uh music from the this band power glove a lot uh which is a metal band that does video game music so mike i'm not sure if you remember there's like a tetris there's like the pokemon i used and people people really liked it anyways those guys played at pax and I, i flipped my shit (laughs) <laughs> I lost it, and uh, I, I spoke to the, the drummer, Basil, drummer Basil, and I was supposed to uh, interview him. Um, didn't end up doing it because I had to take off, get a shuttle, but next time. Um, bah, 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 bah. So that's before I talk about the game I want to talk about, I just got to mention uh, Assassin's Creed 3. Joseph, did you see it? Uh, yeah, I, I got the theater demo. Okay. This is all I'm going to say about Assassin's Creed 3. I... As Mike knows, I, before, was extremely apathetic on Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> Just a and, bit. And it is now a confirmed purchase. I Excellent. cannot wait for Assassin's Creed 3, and that's all I'm saying. Oh, you're making me jealous. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so this is exactly what happened. There's the A team and the B team at Ubisoft. The A team made Assassin's Creed 2. Then the B team continued making Assassin's Creed 2 three more times. Or two more times. And the A team, all this time, has been working on something beautiful. You just, just, it just, I was like, this is, wow, I am impressed. Um, oh, and also, I almost forgot about Max Payne 3. Max Payne 3, wicked. If you're a fan of Max Payne, the old Max Payne's, trust me, a lot of people were speculating that maybe Max Payne 3 ditches a lot of uh, some of the fan favorite stuff from the old games. No, it doesn't. It makes it better. Uh, no, no regenerating health, uh, so you don't just hide behind cover and regenerate. No, you need pills. Uh, Max is out of his mind, addicted to pills and alcohol, uh, which is always great. Um, the whole film noir stuff isn't gone. It's still there. Cutscenes still comic book-esque. Um, they do it in really cool ways. It's in good hands. Just don't be down on Max Payne 3. Trust me, it deserves all the hype it's getting. Uh, Joseph, did you check it out? I, I that was the one game I was super upset that I didn't get to see. Yeah, it was. It, I had a really good time. Man. There was a Rockstar dev. I can't remember his name. Uh, he was beside me the whole time, just explaining to me what was going on. The bullet time feels fantastic in that game. Okay, one thing I have to give it to Max Payne Three. Um, you can carry like three different weapons at all times, right? And I just it's just small details like this I love about Rockstar, but. No matter what you're carrying, no matter the setup you have, those weapons are on max. He's not pulling them out of his pocket. You know, like Snake, like, oh, let me bring up uh, the L2 menu and just pull out a fucking Stinger missile out of my ass. Um, (laughs) Max Payne 3, let's say you're carrying a pistol 
And then you have an Uzi and a shotgun. <laughs> so he are carrying around that shotgun. He is carrying around that shotgun. Literally, in one hand, he'll be, even if it's not equipped, in one hand, he'll be walking around with the shotgun, like leaning against his hip and just aiming with his right hand for, for, the, for the handgun. And then he'll like kind of holster the shotgun and pull out the Uzi if you want to dual wield, or he'll put the, the pistol back in his other holster and just use the Uzi if you just want to use one gun. Oh, it just it's just small details like that I'm so into. So like no matter what your weapons, you're carrying they're always shown in your character model but not just not just strapped to him like the shotgun stuff really like i was really impressed by that like so i put away my shotgun but he's not he has nowhere to put it he's just he's holding it just <laughs> aiming the gun uh, aiming his handgun i thought that was really cool um awesome, yeah great 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 freaking game um so joseph anything else i have one small game i'd really like to talk about for five seconds but any other than that um i Let's mean see. Not, not in particularly, no. Guacamelee. Did you play Guacamelee? No, actually, I didn't get to see a lot of the indie games, which made me kind of upset. Oh man, Guacamelee is a 2D. If you if you checked out uh, some of our stuff uh, earlier this year, I I basically I wrote a feature about Outland, how uh, I really enjoy like those uh, 2D 2D old school type retro feel games, like the 2D side scrolling type games. Uh, I specifically called out wall jumping and and stuff like that, Metroidvania type stuff. Now, admittedly, uh, Guacamelee isn't so Metroidvania style, but however, it does have like full co-op, and it uses like this really cool uh, parallel universe thing. So you switch between universes like on the fly just by pressing a shoulder button, and it'll like uh, change uh, some platforms. Like both universes are different, right? So you can imagine how like you're you're platforming, and then in the other universe, this platform's not there, but there's another one, and you have to just make your way to that one, and always switch on the fly. Cool combat system, and it it parodies. There's a bunch of Easter eggs in there, like just about every game, like just so many things. It's just good humor, good art style. Uh, the game is fucking called Guacamelee, and you use like lucha Mexican luchadors. A guy and a girl is like main character. Just it's really fun. Guacamelee is definitely on my radar now. Uh, I checked out um, the new Penny Arcade game, Penny Arcade Episode Three, which is uh, not from Hothead, unlike the first two games, and it's kind of like a reboot. Uh, it's made. It's not. It's not coming to PlayStation Three yet. Uh, I have something to write about that uh, probably for next week, but. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's a cool game. It's pretty much Final Fantasy IV. That's exactly what it is. It's exactly Final Fantasy IV. Um, Joseph, have you thought of another small game? Maybe no. You haven't checked out the indie games. Uh, the yeah. the yeah. one indie game I checked out is a uh, XBLA exclusive. What well, what is it? Uh, Super Time Force. Oh, I didn't I didn't get to play that. What is that? So uh, it's from uh, Capybara Games. They're a studio in Toronto. Um, base it's it's like a like eight, it's eight bit graphics. Oh so. yeah, no, I did check that. I didn't play it, but I just watched it. It's not even eight bit. That's a I guess it's eight bit, but oh man, it, they, it, they it, worked. It's, it's in that style. So yeah, they worked really hard on making that game look really shitty. I know. <laughs> oh, some of the one of the devs told me that it's it's running in, in seven twenty uh the, divided by a third or divided by three. What? So that's how they that's how they blow up the pixel art uh, to make it look that way. Hmm. So I, I think that was pretty clever. So what what that is is basically um, you you run through the level and you die. You die a lot. Um, yeah. But every time you die, you have a ghost that's uh, that does your that, that does the pr- the previous playthroughs. 
and your ghost actually counts. So your ghost actually goes through it and shoots, and you're like oh. your ghost bullets do the do damage and it kills everything. Um, but what was really interesting uh, to me, at least, is that they're they're in their enemy design. So the the enemies always have to do the same thing that they did uh, in the in your very first playthrough because they have to kill the they have to kill that ghost. So your their enemies can only shoot in one direction and like they they have to always shoot at, like the same time everything. Okay. Um, so I think that's going to be really awesome. He said oh, that nice. the levels really are only like only like a minute long but yeah. it takes so long for you to get through it uh because it's really hard and the and your uh, ghost has to help you so i asked that, him I, about uh, coming to ps3 and he said um they're looking into it it's not something they don't want to do uh I, I actually i don't think they can i'm pretty sure that's being published by microsoft uh the hmm wait am i thinking of the wrong game then because he said that I'm pretty sure it was Capybara. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Capybara. Dude, he said that depending on how well it does on 360, uh, they'll be able to release it potentially on PS3. So if it does very well, uh, they won't. If it does decently well, they will, but it has to be a time exclusive. And if it doesn't do well at all, it'll end up on PS3 relatively fast, which I thought was interesting and kind of pissed me off. But I was like, all right, I liked uh, Capybara. I liked your first game, which was Critter Crunch, right? Yeah. Um, Critter Crunch is really cool. But uh, I also asked him about co-op for that. I might be wrong, Joseph, by the way, with what I said. I might be confusing because I spoke to just so many different people. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, however, I asked him about co-op for that game, and he said that uh, it's actually something that's been requested and they might be working on it. It's a single-player game, though, which I don't know. Why is it single player? It's just it would work co-op, but whatever. Yeah, the, when I asked about multiplayer, they said that they said that they really want to do it, uh, but there's so many more interesting things that they could do besides uh, co-op. He did. I think the guy confirmed to me though that there was going to be that there was going to be couch co-op. Absolutely. Cool. Nice. 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 Um. All right. So, ba 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 ba. Here's my game that I really wanted to talk about. We mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast. Lollipop fucking chainsaw. Now, Mike, I have never in my life got a vibe like this so strongly uh, from playing a video game of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Now, seriously, the game isn't about killing zombies or anything, but hold on. Like, you're in a high school, right? You're dressed as a cheerleader. So she's a cheerleader. Not that Buffy was, like, super cheerleader-ish, but I don't know what it was. It was just so zany. I just couldn't shake the Buffy feeling. I I don't know what it was. I just it, Buffy was in my head. I, I know you'd appreciate that, but uh, seriously, uh, yes. Buffy aside, that game is bananas. Just out of this world. If you read my preview going up, uh, well, it should be up before this podcast. Uh, check out my preview. It's just so out of this world. I only played it for five minutes. I had no idea what was going on, but I was having the time of my life. <laughs> I was just, it was just so much fun. It's just, I, I was mashing buttons and just watching this cheerleader just fucking decapitate zombies hit them with pom-poms literally explode them using hearts and stars like stars and hearts would fly out of them i don't know how that happened but it just did uh her boyfriend is attached to her waist he's just a head this is by uh grasshopper manufacturer by the way suda 51 is working on this um yeah suda 51 who actually had a, a a chance to talk to you and it was really cool i interviewed him uh so did joseph i believe right yeah well separately which was a little odd yeah, we, me and Joseph were both representing PSU at the same time at PAX. 
at totally different places at once, which is kind of <laughs> cool. We hardly met up. We did meet up for the for the uh, Borderlands stuff, which was fun. But uh, next time, next time we'll we'll fix that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I asked him about, uh, you know, like what, what the uh, – I have also have an interview piece uh, where he said that, you know, crazy game ideas are in his mind all the time. He was kind of joking because <laughs> he, he's kind of – you look at stuff like Shadows of the Damned. You look at stuff like at, like uh, No More Heroes and whatever. It's just like Killer7. It's like what what is this guy smoking? You're like what, what kind of drugs does this guy do? So like I sat down with him and I asked him, you know, like where, where does this stuff come from? And he's like <laughs> – just like – Almost every fa- – like what he said, the translator just said almost every factor is in my mind all the time, which I thought was just a great quote because like this guy is sitting in at his home or something watching TV and like what is he thinking up? Like what is he – like what is it, how does he just construe ideas? I don't understand. It's just So he says that he's just like pretty much out of his mind all the time. And then uh, I was asking about his inspirations, you know, like um, – if he likes any of Robert Rodriguez's movie, because I also it also kind of reminded me of uh, Planet Terror, you know, uh, the the Grindhouse movie. What what uh, what 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 was that movie? It was also came came with. There was two movies, Planet Terror and Death Trap or Death. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, I, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Though. All right. Uh, sure. So anyway, sorry about that. Um, I asked him, you know, his inspirations and if he, if he was inspired by American Grindhouse Cinema. And he's like, I, he told me that he wanted to make a game with the cheerleader. Uh, and also he wanted to make a full zombie game. <laughs> so I was like, okay, uh, you're, just, you're just taking those things out of nowhere and just whipping them together, which is fine. And he's like, uh, I got an image of this girl with a chainsaw. And then one night everything came together in my head. And I love this. I love this because like he was, he was, he's only speaking Japanese, right? It's his translator that's t- talking to me, but he's just getting so into it. And he's just getting so excited when I'm asking him about these ideas. And I'm literally just picking, picturing him like lying down or sitting down, having dinner or something. And he just flips a fucking table and just says like oh damn it a fucking rabbit a fucking shoe and a skull let's do this and he just goes crazy yeah the, the guy's basically the macgyver of video games right yeah exactly it's the game it makes no sense but i'm totally into it um yeah i i got i asked him about the boss characters okay i think he either told me that they are they are all part of a band or they are all part of a dance group Okay, I think they're in a band because one of the bosses I fought, uh, she had uh, some type of sitar. It was, it was this girl driving a bus with you. Because there was actually two different sections of the demo. Um, I, play, I actually went through it twice. Um, but yeah, one of the boss characters, one of the boss fights was just this girl that was constantly ripping herself open and splitting herself into multiple bosses. So like first she just started as one, you cut her in half, uh, and then she both halves. You cut her in half like horizontally, right? And or sorry, vertically, uh, from so from head to vagina, <laughs> and uh, both halves split up and rip out from inside them the other half that was missing. So then there's two, and then they rip themselves open, doing it again. So then there's four or something or eight. I don't know, and it just kept on happening over and over again. I'm like Jesus Christ! All right. Uh, so, anyways, Lollipop Chainsaw coming out this 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 summer. Uh, we haven't played enough of it yet to say for sure that the game is like going to be great or fantastic or anything. But um, we really liked what we saw. Uh, yeah, I exactly- actually I couldn't concentrate on the demo at all. Uh, <laughs> some somehow in in the in the press line waiting to get on there, I turn around and then Adam Sessler is behind me getting ready to play the demo too. I was like, oh god. Jeez, oh, I thought I thought I thought you were gonna say because of the Jessica Negri girl. Uh, the cosplayer. No, uh, Anyways, oh yeah, Adam, that's wicked. Cool guy. Yeah, that, he was wearing a hat. That, that's all I have to say about him. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, <laughs> great. Anything else before we move on to emails? 
No, uh, PAX is awesome. I I really wish more uh, more PlayStation Universe people were were repping at PAX. Totally, totally. Uh, Did you guys not meet anyone from um, the forums or whatever? No, no. I, I think I don't think the forums really know me uh, too well. But so no, I didn't. I don't know if Don did though. <laughs> forums and me, lol. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I mean I don't think. I'm, I'm, I know I spoke to a few people there that they they did know what uh, PSU was. Like, they're like oh PSU, cool site. Like when I was like waiting in media lines and people were like, what the fuck is that guy doing? I'm like, I'm cutting the line, bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean uh, people people knew PSU, which is cool and stuff like that. They were familiar with the site. They seemed like fans, at least some of them. So I mean I'm not gonna lie, some developers were just like uh, PSU and were just like fuck off. Uh, but no, that only happened like once. Um, what what no. game was there? What developer was it? Uh, it was the dude from, I believe, uh, the Penny Arcade game. I'm pretty sure it was. Well, he was also he was also like a publicist or like a marketing dude. So, I mean, uh-huh. I don't. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Penny Arcade dude. Uh, I also checked out Dyad. If you guys know what that is, have you heard of that? It's like. Uh, being made in uh, Canada again, Ontario, it's just some weird, just weird. I think Adam was talking about raving at it at uh, Gamescom because when I walked up, he saw my media badge. He's like, oh, PSU, oh, uh, was it you that I demoed the game to at GDC? I'm like, no, I believe it was Adam or, or, or I don't remember where, but uh, he demoed the game to us um, – someone another staffer from psu somewhere at some event and he specifically remembered like the whole conversation they had and the, the how like uh we were really into it apparently well that's them because i played the game and i was just like what the fuck is going on here but um yeah whatever i didn't i didn't i wasn't too into it admittedly i didn't spend enough time with it i guess but it's just i thought the game was gonna be one thing it's like some type of rhythm based racing game or not rhythms like a music racing game it's just um I might have just—I might have given you a really a way better visual <laughs> about what that game is than what it actually is, but it's just a bunch <laughs> of colors and I don't know. Whatever, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to talk trash on it because I didn't play it enough yet. But uh, other than that, sorry, Mike, for basically just putting you on the back burner this whole time. But Pac- hey, don't worry, man, it's okay. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, uh, I, I will mention real fast that Far Cry 3 is going to—I think that game is looking really good. I have to disagree with you. Sorry, buddy. Because, look, yeah. all they showed was the multiplayer. Well, um, that, that, yeah, I, I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, the, it, I think they, the multiplayer is fun. I don't know. Is it? Because, like, yeah, sure, I guess. But, like, is... I, no, I don't think it was fun. Like, I don't think it, that's enough to sell the game on. And it's not... Any, oh, no, I'm, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to sell the game. I, just, I think that that was fun. <laughs> agree to disagree. Multiplayer, uh, it was, uh, it was, it existed. You could shoot other dudes, and they can shoot you back. That's what I'm saying about that multiplayer. Now, um, you guys done? We want to get into emails, wrap this shit up. Uh, just yeah, just uh, one can thing. I pull uh, one quote from the interview I did for the? Uh, I had dudes. Come on. No, the, um, the 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 multiplayer guy. I forget, I forget his name and his title. Sorry. Um, but I I think I have him quoted as saying that the. the the, the the map editor or not map the what whatever whatever they're using to create maps uh, that that's gonna be on console he he quoted it as being like the most uh, robust uh, map creator ever released on console oh geez sweet so you can the, there you go player you can like run away from someone and jump in the water and dive and I thought that was pretty cool so anyway Mike what did you want to say 
Yeah, I was just going to um, add at the end that in regards to what we've been playing. I've also been going through um, Alan Wake again, just for the record. Because uh, <laughs> I, I got the um, DLC for it as well, you know, the um, writer and the signal. So I'm going to be um, trying those out to see if the... Um, because it's meant to flesh out the um, ends a bit more, so that'd be interesting to see. All right, uh, yeah, we're gonna try some. Yeah, it looks. I mean, remedy, remedy, right? Yeah, remedy. Yeah, yeah, remedy. Uh, who made the original Alan Wake's? I think. I'm uh, not Alan Wake. Sorry, Max Payne. Max right. Payne one and two. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I yeah, Alan Wake always looked like a cool game. I wish yeah. it was on PS3. Maybe our fans would. Uh, would understand what the fuck you're talking about. Not that our fans don't want to fix these also. But, um, okay, so we're going to try something a little bit different this week. Um, we're going to uh, read emails, however, usually where I would read pod, number one podcast fan Alfonso's emails. Mike's going to read them this time. <laughs> Starting with the PlayStation Horror one, all right, Mike? So uh, start with the PlayStation Horror one. I am going to, while Mike is getting his emails together, because I just right now told him about that. He wasn't prepared. I'm going to read... Sorry, I just burped on mic. <laughs> hold on, there's still more. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm going to read... Uh, Joseph's like, God, this is the most disgusting fucking thing in the world. Um, Actually, it'd be good if you guys could find something to do quickly while I desperately need to take a leak in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> Jesus, Mike. J- just you can't hold it in for five more minutes. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll in while Mike's gone. I'll I'll uh, I'll have uh, Steve Williamson take a spot. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> sure. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for going to take a pizza. Uh <laughs> Hello, Joseph. <laughs> What's going on? Jesus Christ. How many accents do you have? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about Don? Uh, Don, I believe he's speaking to you. Oh yeah, Joseph. Uh, I uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. Also, I also don't know why it took me so long to start talking after Stephen. But um, so while Mike is uh, on his way back, um, I just wanted to let you know, I think that your hair is uh, super sexy, sir. <laughs> uh, the the entire time I was at PAX, I only one comment did I hear was, "Oh look, they're Skrillex." <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, what's Skrillex? Oh God! It's a you, it's a it's a it's a Asian rap band. No, it's a it's. I'm a kidding. Dub, dub, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, dubstep. Pretty funny that they look there, Skrillex. Um, are you? Is that your? That, that, is that the look you're going for? Uh, yeah. I'm starting to grow it back out now, but yeah, actually, I did have that side of my head shaved at one point. Cool, cool. Uh, so let's see. I'm trying to think of other stuff I saw at PAX. Uh, I saw so much stuff. I'm trying to think of big games. Uh, dude, did you did you go into the um the Square Enix uh, press booth? I Not press booth, but the, the their hotel room. No. Oh man! So I totally saw Sleeping Dogs, uh, Hitman, and Quantum Conundrum. Wicked. Oh wait, no. Okay, so they had a booth there. Uh, I saw Quantum Quantum Conundrum. Um, I didn't. So they were inviting people to their hotel room. Yeah, they had a they had a suite at the hotel room that's connected to the uh, to the convention center. Right. Cool. And you saw uh, Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, I, to, uh, I I think I think that that game is going to. I it, it's hard to say because the guy that we interview uh, that I interviewed afterwards said that a lot of a lot of my gripes had already been fixed in the in the current build of the game. So like driving was a little was a little off. I think the camera kind of shook way too much. Um, it's, it's it's super easy to liken the melee combat to uh, to Batman, to the Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. Mm. 
Okay. Because actually, it's it's almost like we're it's almost like a carbon copy. Like you that except the guy doesn't because you know how Batman he'll like leap all the way across the room to hit someone. Right. Um, so he, your guy won't do that. The, the distance he travels to punch and kick is a little bit more, uh, realistic, but you're, you're pressing one button to do attacks and then you're pressing other buttons to counter. Um, some of the, like the grapples, um, so when like you can, you can press, I think it's circle, uh, to grapple someone and then a bunch of, a bunch of stuff, uh, objects in the environment will light up red and, um, you can interact with them as long as you have them grappled. Some of those... Some of the grapples are pretty brutal. Like, uh, my I was on a rooftop, and one of like the the fan like ventilation fans lit up, and I went over to it, and my dude, uh, the guy just took the the guy's head, and just slammed it into the vent, and like like blood was gushing out, and like like stuff, and I was, I don't know, like some of that, some <laughs> just, of it seemed way know. over the top. All right, well that's out in August, by the way, guys. That got dated today, actually. Oh, Mike, when did you join? Hello, Hello, Steve. I was near when you got here. Hello. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Uh, I was just about to take a pisser, actually. I'm going to take off. So uh, I'll leave it to Don. Uh, he's a very uh, he's a very loud chap, isn't it? He's just fucking annoying. He never shuts the fuck up. Yeah, he is, laddie. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, goodbye, guys. All right. Bye, Steve. Thanks for uh, talking shit about me to my face. Um, so speaking of Brits... We've got an email from, uh, like I said, podcast alumni, Rob Zwetslut. Do you remember Rob, Rob, Rob Zwetslut? Of course. Rob Fez. Hi, Rob. <laughs> Hello, Rob. He says, hi, guys. Don's impression of Steve was super racist. <laughs> <laughs> He's not some parody of the Beatles slash a Liverpoolian. Steve is from Birmingham, pronounced Birmingham. Uh, P.S. I hope you guys are as all as stoked by Sonic for Episode Two as I am. Well, like I mentioned, uh, yeah, me and Joseph are pretty into it. Thanks for writing in, Rob. Uh, by the way, spoilers: Rob might be on the podcast sooner than you think. Anyway, um, Mike, are you ready for these? Uh, uh, I'm not sure if "ready" is the correct word. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's no problem. Uh, I also got an email from. We got an email from last episode. If you remember, I said uh, we—I don't know why we were talking about uh, Kiss so much, but uh, I asked oh, yeah, Canadians, yeah. fellow Canadians, to write in. And sorry if you don't want me reading your name, Mr. David Patfong, but I'm doing it anyway. He says, "Hey, Don." I don't know why he's British. Sorry, <laughs> but he is. Fuck Gene Simmons, Getty Lee all the way. Uh, Getty Lee from Rush. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, he says, "Love the podcast." I think. Wink face. Get the fuck out of here. You love it or not? Don't fucking. <laughs> Don't fucking tease me like that. I'm kidding. Thanks hey, anyone for who in, likes man. Getty Lee has got my respect. True, true. Yeah, uh, thanks for writing in, buddy. Uh, but hey, guy, friend. No? All right. Uh, Mike, have you got your shit together? Yeah, which I'm reading uh, Alfonso's one on a PlayStation 4, yeah? All right, yeah. That's time Time for British Alfonso. We're mixing things up on Derailed. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt uh, a Don Alfonso, which is just <laughs> reading. I'm reading it like a, a British... Um, yeah. All right. Wait. Just, just preface. Just gonna preface Mike's performance by saying, uh, in podcast fifteen, like Alfonso points out, uh, he he, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we saw on Twitter, you know, he was because he's a big fan of PlayStation, right? And there's there's multiple yeah. PlayStation websites out there, which is totally fine. Um, uh, yeah, we're the only one that matters. Yeah, that's true. Oh, but cool. um, 
So there's another uh, PlayStation website out there called PlayStation Lifestyle, and he reached out to them, you know, was talking to them on Twitter and stuff, and I won a contest. And anyway, uh, <laughs> we called him a PlayStation whore. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, take take over, please. Okay, okay this is how our sponsor Zoom is going. Sorry, can't stop laughing. Toe Tim in Podcast 15, Don Redden, e- Don Redden email of mine, which led to revealing I won a beta from another PlayStation source, and you call me a PlayStation or I said I wasn't. Well, I was in denial. But can you blame me? It's a fucking PlayStation. And don't worry, the other peer sources ain't got nothing on you guys. You're all number one, innit? Okay, right. I may have added that last part. The, no, okay. Here's what Mike did to that. Mike gave it a British accent, but he made it sound... He made it make sense, which I love. Mike, you actually transcribed on the fly. Now, uh, if I could just revert to traditional Alfonso... By the way, Alfonso, we love you. We're not making fun of your writing at all. It's just Yeah, we we're, we're not making fun of him at we all. Love he actually lack- wants us to do this. He actually likes us reading the... Uh, yeah. Out like this. We love we love your lack of punctuation, but uh, that that's that's the the British version. Of course, British versions of everything just make way more sense than the English version. Oh yes, indeed, old chap. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but here's what it would have sounded like <laughs> if Alfonso said it. To Tim in podcast fifteen dot email lines, which lead him to revealing I want a veto from another PlayStation source, and you call me a PlayStation whore? I said I wasn't. Well, I was in denial, but can you blame? It's fucking play. PlayStation and don't worry, the other PS sources got nothing on you guys. Y'all number one. All right, great, thanks, Alphonse. Um, Mike's gonna take care of the other emails. I just really like that one because he's like responding to us calling him a fucking PlayStation whore, which I thought was hilarious. Um, he also sent in an email. We I mean we don't have to. Okay, yeah, well, sure. Mike, go for it. Go for all the emails after that. Um, okay. I don't think I got. One. I haven't got one after that. Such I got one before that. Uh, it's where he's asking about different career choices and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is actually quite an interesting one. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. I'll, I'll read it out of it. Is it uh, Mike, love take, the po- take, take it up, take it up. Uh, five notches, way more British, way yeah. more in it, and way more, way louder. Just go crazy with it. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't think I can take it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. I know you guys love it very much, but can you picture yourself doing something else? Do you know if PSP ad hoc games work on the beta? Well, so I can't understand. I can't answer the second question, but in terms of the first one, um, as I said to you in email, actually, that's kind of interesting. It's difficult for me to um, picture myself doing something else, if I'm being completely honest. Um I like I, I, as Don is probably as Don's probably hinted at a lot in these podcasts. I do enjoy working out, so I'd actually like to do something involving that. You know, I don't know, personal training or something. You know, take up a training for that or whatever. But um, mm, I don't know. Is I did think about becoming like um, a cop at one point, funnily enough, or even a I don't know, a security guard or a bouncer or something, if you can believe it. But he just basically wants to break people. Yeah, That's anything that involves. Um, Smacking people in the face, you know. Okay, no, I'm not really. I'm not really a fuck. I'm, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I wouldn't. Honestly, it's. I couldn't put my finger on it. If I'd lost this job today, I would be stuck for things to do. So yeah, touch wood, that doesn't happen. Um, I don't know. Probably some of this. Yeah, <laughs> my table. I probably some. If I could put my finger on it, I'd say probably something physical. I don't know. You know, personal trainer or something like that. But I don't know. It's kind of hard. What about you guys? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Joseph. Uh, what, what was the question? 
Uh, thanks question. for paying attention. It's basically if you were to shave your head. I'm sorry. No, anyways. Um, <laughs> what what to, other job can you picture yourself doing? Yeah. Oh, um, totally. It's going to be uh, community management. Um, no, basically, job. It has nothing to do with this one, Joseph. That has nothing to do with this one? Right. No, yeah. Yeah. Commu- yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah, he said, I know you guys love your job very much, but can you picture yourself doing something else? So nothing to do with game in the games industry. Who? Um, I, I've played around with the idea that if I don't get into the games industry to maybe go back and get a bachelor's in English and try and teach English overseas. Cool. Sweet. See, this guy's got some ambition. I'll just make yeah. something physical. <laughs> I've, had, I've always had super ridiculous pie in the sky type things. Like, I don't know. Not, not that I mean, not that I mean getting into this industry was pie in the sky, but it was for me at one point. I mean, I thought it was just, you know, it's going to be way harder. Um, yeah, me too, man. Me too. Yeah. I mean, it's a job everybody wants, you know? So it was, yeah. it's cool that we pursued it and we actually, you know, got into it. Um, but however, yeah. before, before writing, I was, uh, I, I mean, this is going to make more sense now. But uh, before writing, I, I actually uh, had act, I used to take acting classes. Uh, so, you know, just like traditional I acting. I can believe that. I can believe that, man. You've got that whole extrovert kind of thing going on, you know. <laughs> well, and yeah, and then I kind of moved into voice acting for like I was really interested in doing like voice acting uh, for games and stuff. But that turned, in, turned into being a whole different thing. And I mean, I, it's just that's that's different to get into because to start doing that, you got to do like radio commercials and just mm. pimp yourself out as much as you can. And I really, I just really wanted to do voice acting for like cartoons and video games and stuff like that. But yes. uh, you can't you can't just like pick and choose when you're starting out. You know, you just you got to take what you can get, and it takes like a long time, especially uh, from where I live. Like it's 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 kind of difficult to break into, and it takes a long time uh, of just basically, unless you get picked up randomly, you know, which would be great. Maybe someone will listen to their podcast and be like, I need a fucking shitty British accent for my <laughs> shitty British cartoon or whatever. Um, yeah, unless you get lucky, you know, you got you to gotta do as much work as you can, like radio show or radio, uh, not, like uh, advertisements and every bunch of stuff like that, but whatever. Um, cool, so man. yeah. That's what we would like to get into. Any other emails we want to read? Uh, I think that's all the ones I got from Alfonso. Yeah, Alfonso also sent us an email saying, Don will talk about what's seen so far about Borderlands 2 on next podcast. Looking at Borderlands 2 at PAX event, do you guys know if Gearbox have a release date? Has a release date? It's middle of September. Uh, I think it's September the 18th in the US and 20, September 21st in the UK, Borderlands 2. Great. So there you go, Alfonso. There we um, go. All right. Well, that's been a great episode of uh, Derailed, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, listen, you, I say this at the end of every episode now, but if you like us, you want us to keep making podcasts for you great well we started doing it every week now i hope you enjoy that so uh from now it will on, be shorter next time <laughs> yeah we just had you know packs to get through and there was we had packs to get through and yeah. my pee break as well yeah that just that <laughs> everything for us that just took way too long and i'm kidding um so, so make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes uh, how, or however you'd like to subscribe to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at PSU.com. That's P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. You can follow me at, at DonOther, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. You can follow Joseph at uh, Aces High, right? Yeah, uh, Aces High 291. 
So at aces high two nine one. Um, you can, and you like can follow me. At, oh no, you can't because I don't have Twitter. And I you can follow life. Mike in real life. Just, just <laughs> yeah. find him and just like, hey, mate, I'm following you now. Um, yeah. I'm playing with you. I want to get buff. <laughs> He'll break you. He'll eat you. Um, so yeah, or you can like us on Facebook. Actually, that's not an or. And you have to like us on Facebook. Just search PSU yeah. PlayStation Universe on Facebook. Click like. It's really easy. It takes five seconds. And the best part about liking us on Facebook is that, um, f- like, our Facebook feed is kind of like our greatest hits of our of our articles. Like, I mean, when we do a good job of it, we do a really good job of it by by like, uh, making up making our bigger articles or our, I mean our really interesting stuff show up on your your timeline or your your feed. I mean, um, so make sure you like us on Facebook. You won't regret it. And if you do, just click on like. And then send me an email, and I'll ban you. Um. <laughs> and well, actually, just quickly, a shameless plug. Speaking of um, the, um, highlights of articles and stuff, you you guys should check out the um, history of Silent Hill feature that we got going now. So just do a search for that because um, yeah, we like Silent Hill here at PSU, or rather, I do because I wrote it. So please check that <laughs> out, guys, if you're interested. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, make sure to check it out. Make sure to follow us, like us, and without further ado. Thanks for joining us, guys. Mike, cheerio. A pleasure. See you guys next time. Damn, that riverside don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing to me no more. They were found with nothing like you. The cool breeze, the autumn leaves. Now I'm back to the city.
Hey.